This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly. Filling in for Joe Giglio. I'll be with you till 10 o'clock here on this Wednesday night. A day of the year that you normally expect not a lot to be going on. I believe it's the one day of the year where there is no major sporting event of any kind of any of the four major sports in this country. And yet, it's a lot of news around both baseball and basketball, a lot concerning, uh, you know, things that were rumored here in Philadelphia. And it's a day that a lot of fans in this town are disappointed, and I understand it. You know, a lot of rumors over the last week about Manny Machado and the potential of him Becoming a Philly, and, you know, for weeks we've been talking about the Kawhi Leonard saga and the Spurs basically being in a spot where they needed to trade him. You know, you hear some people say that uh, the Spurs can carry it out. They're they're in a position of power. They don't really need to deal Kawhi Leonard. They can let it play out. The Spurs need to get rid of him. There was no way he was going to resign there. That relationship had become irreparable at this point, and... Kawhi Leonard gets moved. He gets moved to Toronto. Sixers do not get him. Manny Machado, it appears, will be moved to the Dodgers. It is not official yet. Uh, Some hang-ups medically with a couple of the prospects that were supposed to be on the way to Baltimore. But it wasn't the, the top prospect, Diaz, the outfielder. Which is really the only thing that could throw this deal off. So Manny Machado is going to be a Dodger. Kawhi Leonard is going to be a Raptor and the Phillies and Sixers will be left without the star players that they've coveted. We know both of them were in relatively serious talks. You know, according to the reports that you've heard over the last couple of weeks with Leonard reports over the past couple of weeks with Machado, both teams were certainly interested and certainly involved in, in trying to acquire those players, ultimately, it doesn't get done. And it's got a lot of people disappointed. As I said, I understand. You want your team to make the big splash. You want your team to go out there and get some of the best players in the game. I mean, you're talking about Manny Machado. This is a top 10, maybe top 5 player in all baseball. Kawhi Leonard, a guy guy who I think, when healthy, when engaged, is the third best player in the NBA behind LeBron James and Kevin Durant. They would be franchise-altering additions for these teams. And I totally understand why fans would be disappointed when they're available and they don't land here. But I got to tell you, both the Sixers and Phillies absolutely made the right decision when it comes to Machado and it comes to Kawhi Leonard. When you see, you know, both these organizations at a crossroads right now where they've been rebuilding for a long period of time. Obviously with the Sixers, it goes back years. Phillies a little less so, but still both these teams have been rebuilding 
for, for years to get to the point where they're competitive and ready to make a run. And they're both kind of in the infancy stages of the ascension process. You know, first you got to rebuild, you got to tear everything down, and then you, become, you, you get to the point where you're ready to ascend. Sixers make the playoffs last year. Phillies, uh, I think, ahead of schedule. I don't, I don't even think Matt Clentak, Andy McPhail, I don't think they believed that they would be in this position right now on top of the NL East at the All-Star break, legitimately contending for a playoff spot in 2018. And yeah, it, it gets you to the point where you do look to accelerate things a little bit. The temptation is very real when you see these kind of players being out there. But when it comes to the point where you actually got to pull the trigger, when it comes to the point where you actually got to get serious about this and make a deal, you're talking about potentially sacrificing all that you have rebuilt long-term in terms of assets and in terms of future collateral. With the Phillies, when you look at a guy like Sixto Sanchez, one of the top prospects in all of baseball, Phillies' top prospect, when the Orioles asked for that guy, for Manny Machado, a guy that you would be at, at high risk of acquiring for just two months and then losing, you can't do the deal. When it's Sixto Sanchez plus a, a, a variety of other prospects, According to Zach Lowe's report today, Zach Lowe of ESPN reporting that the Spurs' requests of the Sixers for Kawhi Leonard were basically Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid or else there wasn't going to be a deal. You move on. The Sixers and Phillies are not at the point yet where they're ready to make this kind of a move. And it's especially evident when you look at the teams that they were up against, you look at a team like the Los Angeles Dodgers. You look at a team like the Toronto Raptors. These are two teams that needed to make these deals. Phillies and Sixers aren't at that point yet. They're at the very beginning of their ascension toward the top of the sport. You look at a team like the Dodgers who's been banging on the door for four or five years. The Dodgers needed to make a bold move. The Dodgers lost Corey Seager for the year. They needed to acquire a guy like Manny Machado. They needed to make a run right now. Phillies aren't at that point yet. Could this potentially hamper their chances of signing Machado in the offseason? I guess. I mean, we don't know that for a fact. Uh, I, I do understand the line of thinking that you get him in here now. It increases your odds, increases your chances of signing him in the offseason. You bring Manny Machado in. It gives you more of an opportunity to sell him on your town, sell him on your culture, and keep him here long-term. But there's no guarantees of that. And you're not at the point yet in your rebuild where you're ready to just go after a ring. If you were to trade Sixto Sanchez and a boatload of prospects for Manny Machado and lose him in two months, it would be catastrophic. It would be catastrophic for this organization in their rebuild and would undo so much of the good work that they have done over the past few years. It's a very similar situation 
with the Sixers, these situations with Leonard and Machado are extremely similar. And when you look at a team like the Raptors, that the Sixers were up against, very much like L.A., very much like the Dodgers, the Raptors are in a situation where they need to go get Kawhi Leonard. They needed to do something drastic. The Raptors have been banging on the door of the Eastern Conference for four years. Every year, LeBron James turns them away. And and what was the upside for Toronto? Seriously, what was the upside for Toronto if they go into next season the way they were constructed previously? With DeMar DeRozan, with Kyle Lowry, with all those guys that they've had in that organization for years. They're going to get to the second round. They're going to get bounced by the Sixers or the Celtics. And they're going to need to blow it up anyway. So if you're Toronto, this makes perfect sense. You go out, you get Kawhi Leonard. You see if you can convince him for a year. Probably not. Reports all over the place that he has no interest in playing in Toronto. His thought process hasn't changed. It's Los Angeles or bust for Kawhi Leonard. But you've got to take that chance. Because you're a team that has peaked. The Raptors have peaked. The Dodgers, you know, they lost in the World Series last year. They need to go for it right now. And while it's disappointing, especially after the last few days, especially when it comes to Machado and it looked like Monday that the Phillies were the team in line to get him, it makes sense for the Phillies and Sixers both not to pull the trigger in this spot. Totally get why people were disappointed. Whenever you're rumored to get a star player, whenever you're rumored to get a franchise-changing player, and it doesn't happen, it's going to be disappointing. I was disappointed when I heard about the Machado stuff. I was disappointed when I saw the Kawhi Leonard stuff this morning. But when you take a step back and you look at it realistically, You were just up against two other teams that were desperate. Two other teams that have gone through this process. They they were where you are now, three, four years ago. The Dodgers needed to make a run. The Raptors needed to do something drastic because they had peaked and they weren't going anywhere. Sixers aren't in that position. You have Ben Simmons, who's played a year in this league. You have Joel Embiid, who's played little over a year in this league. Markel Fultz, who's played virtually... Not at all. These guys are going to improve. These guys are going to get better. Obviously, with the star hunting, the Sixers would have liked to acquire a big-time free agent or secured a guy like Kawhi via trade this offseason. It didn't happen. It's not the end of the world. Because the guys that you have here are going to improve. And you're going to be in this position to get a guy like this again. You weren't in a spot where the the, the Toronto Raptors were, where you had to kind of blow it up. You had to do something drastic. Same thing with the Phillies. Your young players are going to get better. All these guys are extremely inexperienced. You're ahead of schedule anyway. You don't risk everything for a player that can leave in a couple months. You just don't do it. And while I applaud both these teams for going out and exploring the marketplace, as they should have, whenever these kind of guys are available, you go out and you see what it's going to take. Matt Klintak and Brett Brown 
100% made the correct decision to pull back and go with the patient approach rather than push their chips into the middle of the table now. What do you think about it? 888-729-9494. 888-729-9494, pal9494. If you want to get in, are you okay with both the Sixers and Phillies taking a more patient, long-term approach? I think it's a no-brainer. And I've been on record as saying I wanted Kawhi and I wanted Manny Machado, but for the right price. It's a hard, it's a difficult balancing act to straddle long-term, you know, long-term plans for short-term gains. And it's tough to handicap when is the right time to do that. But I think in this case, the Sixers and the Phillies both did the right things. You can't sacrifice your long-term plans. You can't sacrifice five to ten years of possible greatness for a guy that might only be here for two months or a guy that might only be here for a year. As tempting as it is, you just can't do it. And I think both these teams did the right thing. Both these both these organizations did the right thing in very similar situations. 888-729-9494. 888-729-9494. Pound 9494 if you want to get in. Uh, Kyle Newbeck from the Philly Voice, he'll join us a little later on at 8 o'clock to talk about the whole Kawhi Leonard saga and how close talks may have gotten between the Sixers and Spurs if they did it all. We'll talk to Kyle about that. We'll talk to Kyle about the Sixers' pursuit of Daryl Morey, the Rockets GM that came out the other day. I found that extremely interesting. And this uh, interesting news about uh, Bialika, the forward that the Sixers had apparently agreed to terms with, says he's going to play in Europe. Now he's going to the Kings. We'll talk about all that stuff with Kyle a little later on. And uh, I'd love to get your thoughts on whether the Phillies and Sixers did the right thing in this situation. I know in this town, you like to see your, your teams be aggressive. You like to see them go out and get these star players. But you got to keep the big picture in mind. And especially when you look at the teams you were up against in the Dodgers and the Raptors, they were desperate. They needed to do something now. Sixers and Phillies, just not in that position yet. What do you think about it? 888-729-9494. 888-729-9494-POUND-9494 on your AT&T and Verizon cell. Mike DeFury is producing the program tonight if you want to give Mike a call. Um, love to hear from you. 888-729-9494-POUND-9494. AT&T, Verizon cell. I'm Tom Kelly. I'm with you till 10. Tom Kelly, Sports Radio 94 WIP, 888-729-9494, pound 9494 if you want to get through. A little later on, I was at the, um, last Saturday night, I was at the Taylor Swift concert at the Link. And I'm, you know, I'm fine with you making fun of me about that. Uh, I went with my wife, her sister, sister's boyfriend, couple friends. And I'm not going to lie, I, I, I like Taylor Swift's music. I think she's pretty good. I think she's talented. But 
I don't know if I, if I can be a fan of hers any longer. I think she did something. She did something or did not do something. She failed to do something last week at her show that I thought was just awful. I'll tell you about that a, a little later on and whether I'm in the right to uh, be now holding a grudge against Taylor Swift. And if you want to just, you know, make fun of me for going to the show, that's fine too. 888-729-9494, pound 9494, AT&T, Verizon, Cell. What are your feelings on the Phillies and Sixers missing out on the two star players that they've coveted? Manny Machado likely going to the Dodgers, not official yet, but the deal's getting done. A, a couple medical issues, a couple of prospects headed to Baltimore, but it, it's not the main prospect, which is the only thing that could throw this deal off. And... Kawhi Leonard, after weeks of speculation, Sixers kind of appearing to be in a decent spot to land him. He ends up going to Toronto. Toronto makes a bold move and trades DeMar DeRozan. What are your feelings on these teams missing out on these players? Should the Phils and Sixers have been more aggressive? I say absolutely not. They did the right thing to keep the long term as the priority. It's evident when you look at the competition. You look at the Dodgers. You look at the Raptors. They were two teams that had gotten to a level where they needed to do something drastic. The Dodgers were in Game 7 of the World Series last year. They're in a weak National League. They lost their starting shortstop. They needed to go out and get a guy like Manny Machado and go for it this year. Clayton Kershaw is getting older. Their window is right now. They needed to do this. Toronto Raptors have peaked. They get to, they've gotten to the same point for, for years now. They needed to do something drastic. They needed to take a chance. They needed to take a risk. Sixers and Phillies are still in the infancy stages of ascending. They're not at that point yet. You know, three, four years from now, this is a different story. But for now, you let your core, you let your young players get better. There will be other chances to acquire star players. It's not worth sacrificing everything you built for the long term for two months of Machado or one year of Kawhi Leonard. It's just not worth it with the uncertainty going forward that those guys can lead. What are your feelings? 888-729-9494. Pound 9494 in your AT&T and Verizon cell. Let's go to the phones. Pat in the Northeast. What's up, Pat? Hey, Tom. What's up? Good idea. Um, I'm with you as far as the Sixers go. You can't you can't give up anything for for Kawhi. He, he's there's a thousand percent. He's not going to sign here at the end of the year. As far as Manny goes, I'm on a total opposite end of this spectrum. Um, prospects in baseball are a lot different than giving up known pieces in the NBA. You, the best prospects in baseball are a coin flip at best. I mean, you go back, and I, I remember when Don Brown, Michael Taylor, even J.P. Crawford, these guys were all untouchable. And look how they panned out. I I, I think you got You they should have made this deal. Sixto Sanchez better turn out to be Pedro Martinez because if he doesn't, we may look back on this and, and missed an opportunity to put a bat like that in the middle of this lineup for the next 10 years. I really believe that if you would have made this deal – and got him in this building, I think there's enough relationships there that he has with, with McPhail, with Plantac. There's, there's Baltimore connections there. I think, 
I don't think John Middleton would have let this guy walk. I think they would have done any and everything to keep him here, and I really believe they would have been in a driver's seat to sign him long-term. Yeah, Pat, and um, I'm, sure, I'm sure that would have been the goal, but in the end, they can't make the decision for Manny Machado. You know, they can do everything in their power to convince no, him to that. stay, but in the end, you know, if he wants to be a Yankee or he wants to be in L.A., if like he I makes said, that decision, I, that's I where he's going to be. I think the risk was worth it. I think the risk of giving up, you know, prospects in a ball is worth the chance of getting him in the door and ha- and and having that opportunity to sign him and have him in the middle of your lineup for the next ten years. I really do. Um, that's just my feeling on it. I, you know. Yep, I understood. So I Appreciate the call, Pat. Thanks. And you know, I, I get that point. Baseball prospects are gambles. You know, it, there's no way to handicap exactly what these guys are going to end up being. They're lottery tickets in a way. But for every example, you know, you get of a guy like a Don Brown and a Michael Taylor, and Pat mentioned J.P. Crawford. I think it's a little early to pass judgment on J.P. Crawford. He's only played, what, a couple months in the major leagues. He's dealt with injury issues this year. I still think J.P. Crawford has the chance to be a pretty good player. But look back to the the mid-2000s. You know, the Phillies multiple times when they were in a race for the wild card or a race for the NL East. They could have traded some of their prospects for, you know, a starting pitcher, a Chris Benson type, or a bullpen piece that could have maybe helped them get in the playoffs that year. But you know what that prospect, the prospects you were talking about giving up at that point were Ryan Howard, Chase Utley. You know, those kind of players. There, There's no guarantee that the guys you have now are going to end up being like those kind of guys. They could be a Don Brown, and that that's the that's the tough part of handicapping it when it comes to, to baseball and trading prospects. Yeah, Sixto Sanchez could be Cole Amels. He could be Kyle Drabeck. You never really know. But with the intel the Phillies have, they obviously believe that this kid is going to be a pretty good pitcher. And some of these other prospects are going to be very useful down the line, either at the major league level or future trades. Things would have been different with Machado if he was under contract beyond this year. But the fact that he would only be potentially a two-month rental, you're not at the point where you make that move yet. The Dodgers were at the point where they had no choice. And apparently the prospect they're giving up, Diaz, the outfielder, is one of the best in baseball. They had to make that move because their window is now. The Phillies' window is, you know, 2020 through 2024. The Phillies didn't need to do this yet, and it was the right move to to hang on to the prospects. 888-729-9494. Pound 9494, AT&T, Verizon, Cell. Steve in Westchester. What's up, Steve? Hey, uh, you make a lot of good points. You've got to remember what the Phillies did. Uh, they didn't tra- trade away Utley when, um, you know, he had, you know, when they wanted him and they didn't trade a, a couple other prospects. When they went for free agencies and they got um, Halliday and Lee, guess what? They didn't win the World Series, so nothing is guaranteed. Um, and I, I think, you know, I think they did the right thing, and, and it just might it just might work for them. One, one more thing about Manny. If he comes in here next week, just cheer him. Cheer him big time. If he's already signed for $300 million, 
uh, throw batteries at him. No, I'm only kidding. You know, I'm only kidding. But uh, I, I agree with you totally. I mean, um, you, you made a good point. Yeah, and the thing is, the thing is, uh, Steve, you know, when you were talking about the prospects before, if it didn't include a Sixto Sanchez, if it included some B-level prospects, okay, then things change a little bit. But when you talk about your prized uh, gem within your system, you can't sacrifice a guy like that for, for two months of, of Manny Machado, potentially two months of Manny Machado. You have no idea what was on the table, do you? Uh, we don't know, but apparently, you know, they were willing to part with Adonis Medina, who was their second-best pitching prospect. My guess is the Orioles wanted Sixto Sanchez, and the Phillies said no, and that's kind of where the conversation stopped. But that's just that's just my guess. No uh, inside uh, info on that. Where do you want to go from here? Um, I read about the, the Cincinnati second baseman today and uh, another guy, you know, that – uh, I, I forgot his name. I think he plays. Oh, I forgot who he plays for. But um, I, you know, if they could get one more hitter, they might be okay with pitching. You know, one guy I want to get rid of real bad is the first baseman because I, as far as I'm concerned, this might be the best he's played as a Philly if it has to go to three years. He has a 243, 247 lifetime batting average, and he can't turn on a 94 mile per hour fastball he left he, he leaves runners on i mean runners are there for him all the time if they could move him that would be fantastic what do you think i hear you steve i appreciate the call uh they're not moving santana i know a lot of people have been upset with with the santana signing been disappointed in what santana's done this year but they're not moving him right now because you know where is your lineup if you move Carlos Santana? Yeah, he's had a disappointing season, but you need that bat in the middle of your order, and you need to hope he comes around. You know, you move Reese Hoskins to first base. Okay, what are you doing in the outfield? You're playing Aaron Altair every day? That's not a good solution. That doesn't make your lineup any better. It makes your lineup worse. So I would kind of trust that Santana will have a better second half I think you kind of have to do that. You're definitely not moving them. As far as other things the Phillies can do, you know, they, they will do something. There's no question about that. The fact that they were even in the hunt for, for Machado tells you that they're going, that, that they believe they can go and win the division this year. They do. You know, the fact that if they thought they didn't have a legitimate chance to go to the playoffs, they wouldn't even be talking about trading for Machado. They just wait and try to sign him at the end of the season. But they wanted help for right now. They will go out and get something right now. The Phillies, I mean, honestly, if they're going to win the division, I think they need a decent amount. Certainly need another bat in the order. I like Adrian Beltre. I, I prefer to, to get a shortstop, but Beltre, I think, is one of the, is probably the best bat out there. Kind of hurts because Franco has been playing well lately. You'd like to keep him in the lineup, and they both are pretty much primarily third baseman. But Beltre's a guy I'd think about. There are some other bats out there. Brad Hand's a guy in the bullpen who you, has been talked about from San Diego, a good left-hander. But the Phillies, that you know, if they're really going to make a run at this thing, need a bat, need at least one arm in the bullpen, and might need a starter as well. So they're going to need to make some moves, and I'm sure Matt Klintak will at least do something. 888-729-9494. 888-729-9494.
pal 9494 on your AT&T and Verizon. So let's get Tony and Roxborough in here before the break. What's up, Tony? Hey, Tom. I'm bummed about Machado, obviously, but I'm on the same page with you. Don't want to mortgage the future. My concern is Dodgers get you know, a couple months jump here on their sales pitch to them and they sign them long term. Does that cause us to do something stupid to sign Bryce Harper long term in the offseason? Great player. He's perfect at Citizen Bank Park. But lifetime 270 hitter, I feel like he has down years. He's great years. He's also had a couple down years. I'm scared we're going to go north in 10 years, 500-plus million, and do something stupid because we missed out on Machado. What are your thoughts? Yeah, well, I don't know. I, I mean, if you can go after Harper, I still would, you know, invest in Bryce Harper. I still think he's a really good player. And I'm not convinced about Machado staying in L.A. long term because in a lot of ways he could be a true rental for them. Because they have Seager coming back. They have Seager under contract. You know, the Dodgers, I think this is more about them going for it this year than them getting a head start on Machado in the offseason. I think they'd certainly have interest in bringing him back. But their financial situation is not really conducive to that. They have a lot of money tied up in a lot of different players. And I'm not sure they're they're going to be financially able to bring Machado back. I think the fact that Machado went to the Dodgers is probably the best destination he could have potentially gone to that wasn't Philadelphia because he's going to a place that doesn't necessarily have the resources to bring him back. If he went to the Yankees where they just have all the money in the world or somewhere else that could potentially bring him back in the offseason, I'd be more worried. But I still like the Phillies' chances of of getting Machado uh, come the winter. Can't disagree with you. It's a good point. And not a lot of people are talking about you, Darvish. He went to L.A. last year, rental, and now he's in Chicago. Yeah, and that, that's true. I appreciate the cold tone. Thanks, man. Um, yeah, and I, I, that's the thing with the Machado deal not going through. And, by the way, reports now on Twitter looking like the Machado trade will go through. Uh, it looks like they've resolved whatever medical issues um, were holding it up before. But I certainly don't think that this takes away the possibility of him signing here in the offseason. Does it make it a little harder? Yeah, it probably makes it a little harder because it's always good to get a head start on a guy, get him in here, and then you have a better chance to re-sign him. He, he knows the organization, knows the city, and usually guys that come into this environment appreciate it and don't want to leave. But the Dodgers aren't really in a financial spot where, where it's great for them to be able to re-sign him long-term. They have a ton of money tied up. They don't have a a lot of money left to spend, especially what Machado is going to command. Because there are going to be a lot of teams interested. There are going to be a lot of teams offering him monster deals. The Phillies are in a spot where they can offer him pretty much as, as much money as anybody. The Dodgers really aren't. So if he's not coming to the Phillies, when you look beyond this year, I think LA is a good spot for him to go because they don't really have the collateral to bring him back long-term the way some other teams who could have acquired him would. 888-729-9494, pound nine four nine four on your AT&T and Verizon Cell. What are your feelings on the Phillies and Sixers missing out on the star players? Brett Brown said the Sixers were going star hunting. They struck out. Phillies very engaged, aggressively pursued Manny Machado. They struck out. Should 
those organizations have been more aggressive to go after it this year, or did they do the right thing by prioritizing the long-term? I certainly think thinking long-term and not pulling the trigger was the right route for both to go. 888-729-9494, pound 9494 in your AT&T and Verizon cell. Chris and Zach, you guys will be first when we get back. And when we get back, I got to talk about um, the Taylor Swift concert last week a little bit and what she did that I, I thought was disgraceful. 888-729-9494, WIP Sports Time 640. Sports Radio 94, WIP. I'm Tom Kelly filling in for Joe Giglio on this Wednesday night. And for those of you who are still holding out hope, um, it looks like according to you know all the beat, baseball beat writers and stuff that the Orioles and Dodgers have worked out whatever medical issues were um, taking place in the Manny Machado deal. Jerry Krasnick reporting. Manny Machado is heading to Los Angeles. He will be a Dodger. So Phillies officially will not be landing Manny Machado for now. Doesn't mean they won't be able to get him this winter. Probably makes it a little more difficult. But the Phillies will not get Manny Machado for the stretch run. The Dodgers uh, acquire him. Certainly, in my mind, makes the Dodgers the favorites to win the National League again. So, a little disappointing, but the right move. Phillies and Sixers both in very similar situations when it came to Manny Machado, when it came to Kawhi Leonard. Would have been too big of a risk of these guys walking away to to give up so much future collateral right now. I think they both made the absolute uh, correct decision to walk away at this point. 888-729-9494, pound 9494. Under AT&T and Verizon Cell. And uh, at 7 o'clock, we'll introduce a little side topic we got going on. We have two tickets to give away to one of the Eagles' open practices. Already sold out. Sold out in a matter of hours. So we'll uh, we'll introduce that at 7 o'clock. Um, and the winner will receive a pair of tickets to watch the Eagles' open practice at the link. And speaking of the link, I need to bring this up real quick. Last Saturday night... Little night out, went out with my wife, and uh, that still feels weird to say, by the way. I've only been married for like five weeks. But uh, my, me, my wife, my uh, sister-in-law, and her boyfriend and a couple friends went to the Taylor Swift concert. Um, I, you know, I can take Taylor Swift's music. I'm not a huge, I wouldn't consider myself a Swifty per se, but I, I, I have no problem with Taylor Swift's music. I think she's pretty good. She's a good performer. I used to work at the link as an usher for 10 years, basically just so I could watch Eagles games for free. So I've seen her shows in the past working in that capacity. But last Saturday was an experience that turned me off to Taylor Swift. She performed for a little over two hours at Lincoln Financial Field. She is many times, while she's in town, she only claims it while she's here. Never really heard her claim it nationally, though. That she is, a, you know, kind of a Philadelphian. She's from Reading, which, you know, that, that's the Philadelphia area. I'll, I'll give her that, you know. I'm not one of these people who says you've got to be from within the city limits to say you're from Philly. I'm from the suburbs. I say I'm from Philly, so that's fine. She went through the entire course of her show without once congratulating 
were mentioning the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. And I thought that was completely disgraceful. It's one thing to eat, to be performing in town. I think even if you're performing at the Wells Fargo Center, Citizens Bank Park, wherever, if a team wins a championship and you're from that city or claim to be from that city, you congratulate that team on winning a title. You're performing in the team's stadium at Lincoln Financial Field. And she couldn't spare 10 seconds of her show to congratulate the Eagles for winning the Super Bowl. It's cheap applause. It takes 10 seconds. You just say, oh, congratulations to the Eagles for winning the Super Bowl. Everybody goes nuts, and you fulfilled your obligations. And I don't know. I I don't know if I can be a a fan of Taylor Swift after that. I think it was a, a disgraceful move on her part. And whether it was an oversight, I don't know how she could go through the course of her show performing at the link and not once congratulate the Eagles. I, I, I couldn't believe it. I absolutely couldn't believe it, and I thought it was extremely disappointing. I don't like Taylor Swift anymore. Bottom line, can't be a fan of her work. We'll never go to another concert. I thought it was a terrible move on her part. 888-729. Thank you, Mike DeFury. Mike, Mike agrees with me. So if you, want, if you want to give me your thoughts on that, should Taylor Swift have at least mentioned the Eagles winning the Super Bowl? I saw her backstage taking pictures with Jeffrey Lord. She took pictures with Eskin. She took a picture with Howard Eskin backstage. Somehow Howard, Howard knows everybody. He says he knew, knows her dad or something. Howard knows everybody. He's telling me about it. And not for nothing, Tom. I think I've worked a handful of concerts uh, the past few months. Sam Smith, Shania Twain, um, wh- whoever else. Each one has mentioned the, the Eagles Super Bowl win. You have to. Uh, on stage. You're in Philadelphia. You, you, whether you're playing up to the crowd or not, you mention that. Period. You need to. And, and, Mike, she claims to be from here. That's the biggest thing. You know, if it's any city, uh, I, I, I agree with you. You probably should wherever you're performing if they win a title. But you are claiming you're from here. You're in their stadium. They're hosting you. They've hosted you several times at their home. Come on. Give them 10, 15 seconds. Give them a little, give them a little, give them a little love. She had her band wearing their jerseys. Whatever. That, that, that's fine. I was that, just going to bring that up. You shouldn't even come out with a jersey on. Yeah. She's done that in the past. I don't know why she wouldn't do it this time. I thought it was, I thought it was a, a terrible move on Taylor Swift's part. How do you not at least mention that? 888-729-9494, pound 9494, AT&T and Verizon. Cell up against the break here. Chris will be up first. I want to give you your full time, Chris, so we'll get you guys on hold um, after the break up against it here. 888-729-9494, pound 9494 on your AT&T and Verizon. Cell. did the Phillies and the Sixers do the right thing by passing on Machado passing on Kawhi Leonard, they couldn't do it. They could, they, they're not in the positions to make those moves yet that the teams that acquired them were. Not at that point. Can't sacrifice those future assets. And do you agree with me that it was a complete, completely classless move of Taylor Swift to perform at the link at the Eagles' home in the year they win the Super Bowl and not once spare 10 seconds to congratulate them. 
I just I can't get over it. It's bothered me all week long. 888-729-9494. Pound 9494 on your AT&T and Verizon cell. I'm Tom Kelly. You can find me on Twitter at TommyKelly44. Filling in for Joe Giglio. I'll be with you till 10. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly. Uh, you can vote on our Twitter uh, question of the night at my Twitter page at TommyKelly44. Was it a classless move for Taylor Swift not to congratulate the Eagles on their Super Bowl uh, victory on Saturday night at the concert? I've been informed by Greg on Twitter. She did say something on Friday night. Like, did uh, a team around here win a big football game recently? But you got to do both nights. One night's not good enough. You're in the stadium both nights. You got to do both nights. You claim to be from here. Come on. I mean, it, it takes 10 seconds. And my buddy Emily on Twitter is saying she doesn't think classless is the right word. I disagree. You're performing in their stadium. I think it is a a bit classless to not give proper due to your hosts. I think it is classless to to not mention something so important to that organization that has hosted you for years. She obviously has a relationship with them. She's performed at that stadium several times in the past. Obviously has a relationship with Jeffrey Lurie to a degree. She posted a picture of him and her before the show one of the nights. So I I think it was a bad move. I really do. And I'd love to get your thoughts on it. You can vote for it at my Twitter page, at TommyKelly44. 888-729-9494, pound 9494, AT&T, Verizon. So in addition to... Taylor Swift and whether she should have mentioned the Eagles Super Bowl uh, victory on Saturday night. We're also talking about Manny Machado, Kawhi Leonard, both stars that were being hunted by the Phillies, by the Sixers, not coming here. Manny Machado officially now going to the Dodgers. It looked like there was going to be a bit of a hold. There was a bit of a hold up in that deal but nothing that's going to keep it from going through. Manny Machado will be a Dodger. Interesting, he'll be coming back here next week, which is going to be a massive series that I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of those games, the attendance is out of control. You'll get Machado coming in here with the Dodgers. Last time, Chase Utley will play in Citizens Bank Park. You can imagine the kind of ovation he's going to get. So that's going to be interesting to see how Philadelphia fans react to Manny Machado next week when he comes in here. And the Kawhi Leonard as well. Not coming to the Sixers. The Raptors just were in more of a desperate position. You know, if you were trading for Kawhi Leonard, you needed to be a desperate team. You needed to be a desperate team who, even if he's going to leave after a year, you didn't have a choice. And the Raptors didn't have a choice. They were going to have to blow this thing up anyway. If they got to the second round of the playoffs, like they always do, like they probably would have gotten bounced by Boston, gotten bounced by the Sixers, they were going to have to blow that team up anyway. You might as well trade the Rosen now, bring Kawhi in for a year. Who knows? Maybe you convince him, but if he leaves, you're in the same position you were going to be in regardless. Sixers aren't in that spot. Sixers are still in the very early stages of their ascension into hopefully one of the top powers in the Eastern Conference in the NBA. They weren't in that spot yet, just how the Phillies weren't in the spot the Dodgers were in. Dodgers were in a spot. 
they needed to go after the World Series this year. They lost in Game 7 last year at home. Their window is now. The Phillies' window is not really this year. It's beyond this year. Both teams made the right decision. 888-729-9494. Pound 9494 AT&T Verizon. So let's go to Chris in Wilmington. What's up, Chris? Hey, Tom. How are you? How's it going, man? First-time caller. Thanks for taking my call. No problem. Are you seriously a Taylor Swift fan? I, I don't mind her music. I really don't, Chris. I, I, I think she's pretty good, and she's a good performer. I've seen her in the past when I was working at the link. So, you know, I went, went for a, a little outing this time. It wasn't bad. Yeah. I think she's good to look at. I, don't, I really don't know her music, yeah. so I, I can't say. But, yeah, I, and I, I, when, I, when I heard you earlier, I figured that's, that's what you were talking about, that she, she must have missed that. And especially since uh, I think she had a picture taken, you know, with Howard's ring or whatever. How could she forget? But, you know. Yeah, she maybe, took a picture uh, with she, Jeff Lurie, too. You know, that's the yeah. big thing. You take a picture with the owner, you keep it in your mind a little bit. Yeah. She's probably got a lot on her mind. Um, you know, she should have somebody there to tell her that she should say things like that. You know, one of her people should have mentioned it. I agree. Um, but getting back to the other topic, um, I'm kind of disappointed by both teams. Um, I, you know, I'm hopeful that uh, that Milton will follow through and, and, and do something to get Manny or somebody like that next year. The reason I'm disappointed is because I think that the, the situation with the National League, especially the East, I, I think they actually have a shot if they have him in the lineup. I mean, that's a, that's a big bat to add to the lineup, and it seems like the National League's a little down this year. Not, I mean, the East for sure, but even, you know, the Cubs and the Cubs and the Brewers, you know, Philly's shown that they can beat the Brewers. So, um, and and as far as uh, Kawhi goes, um, I don't I don't really I, I haven't seen him play that much. So I've only, I've only going on what I've heard on the radio about how good he is. But um, you know, I think if if the Sixers weren't going to go for him or somebody like him, especially since they said they were star hunting, I don't know why they gave away or traded away the Mikael Bridges pick because, you know, Mikael Bridges is definitely a lot further along and could contribute a lot more than, than Zaire Smith, yeah. a project of some sort. Well, so. well Chris, the, the, the Mikael Bridges thing, you know, they got that 2021 unprotected pick, which I certainly think they thought was going to be more valuable in a trade potentially for Kawhi Leonard, but that's still a pick they can use in a deal down the line. And Mikael Bridges, yeah, he would have helped more this year, but as I said, the Sixers, they're not really at that point yet where they're worried about winning a title this year. You're not going to win a title this year anyway. And Bridges, I'll be honest with you, I think he's a little overrated in this town because he went to Villanova. And as far as the Machado thinks, he certainly would have helped them this year. No doubt about it. He would have made the Phillies a legitimate contender for the National League this year. But it's the same thing with the Sixers. They're not at that point where they need to go all in on a guy for potentially just two months, you know, yeah, Machado makes you better now. And maybe he is enough to get you to the World Series. But what if you don't win the division? And what if he has, you know, not the best experience in those two months, and then he leaves and you gave up Sixto Sanchez, you gave up some of your other prospects, and then you kind of hurt yourself in the future? I just don't think they're at that spot yet. The Dodgers are at a spot they need to go for it right now. So we need something to look forward to, though. So who who's out there for these two teams, then? Who, who are we going to go after? Well, for the Sixers, not not a ton. I appreciate the call, Chris. Thanks, man. Uh, not a ton for the Sixers right now. They're probably going to go into the season I mean, kind of with what you see right now. Uh, the Phillies, there are guys out there. There's obviously nobody anywhere close to the level 
of a Manny Machado. You know, but there's Adrian Beltre. I saw people talking about Scooter Jeanette from the Reds. There are there are a few lower level bats out there who you can you can potentially acquire. Uh, nothing that I think is going to overly excite people. Brad Hand, a bullpen piece, a really good reliever who I think could come in here and help. Because the Phillies, they need help in a, a few different areas. You know, you get a guy like Machado, he covers up some of your other your other needs. You know, he changes your team so much that that might be enough. But I could see the Phillies now going for maybe an Adrian Beltre, a, a lower-level type bat. And then going out, getting a reliever maybe too, and maybe a starting pitcher. People talk about Cole Hamels, Jay Happ. I I probably think Happ would be the better option. He's having a better season than Cole Hamels. The heart tells you Cole Hamels, but the head would tell you Cole Hamels probably doesn't have a lot left. I would expect the Phillies will absolutely do something. I'd be stunned if they don't make at least a couple moves to make this team better down the stretch. 888-729-9494. Pal 9494 AT&T and Verizon Cell. Let's go to Chris. Chris, you're on WIP. Hi, Tommy. How are you doing today? Good. How are you, Chris? Great. I just want to make a comment. You were spot on about Taylor Swift not commenting about the Eagles and winning the Super Bowl. I, I believe, I agree with you, that it's classless. I think it's disrespectful, and I think it's stupid. The reason why I think it's stupid is because you have a whole stadium of what? Females little kids, little girls, and moms. So bring them into the Eagles and say, hey, Taylor Swift mom likes the Eagles, so I'm going to like the Eagles too. Okay, so you have a whole bunch of fans to grab in there. And I'll tell you, a couple weekends ago, I took my granddaughters to see Aladdin at the Academy of Music, and the genie came out and did his first song. And guess what the first thing he did? He Congratulate said, well, the Eagles, yeah. I know, exactly. I know what you're all happy about. He pulled out an Eagles hat, and he had a whole, the whole place was just all about him. So, you know, I, I just I think it's a really big oversight on her part. But um my granddaughters were at Taylor Swift and loved the concert and they didn't they didn't comment. So <laughs> Yeah, well it's a, it's a good show and I, I thanks for the call, Chris. I appreciate it. Uh, You're welcome. thank you. Yeah, and, and you know, it was it was a good show and everything. And it's like yeah, the the crowd is not necessarily uh, uh you know, a hardcore Eagles. I mean it's not an Eagles crowd type crowd. But, you know, there are a lot of women out there who are Eagles fans. You know, it's not like just men are Eagles fans. and It would have gotten a ton of applause. And I, I just feel like you're in their stadium. You know, even if you're in the city, I think you do it. But it's a little easier to understand if you're in a different venue. You know, if you're at, I don't know, either BB&T Pavilion or you're at... Uh, Wells Fargo, something like that. It's a little different. But when you're in their stadium, they are hosting your show. They've hosted your show. Taylor Swift and the Eagles have a relationship going back, you know, probably close to a decade at this point. I I don't know when the first time she performed there, but it was at least five years ago because I remember because I had to work the concerts when I was an usher down. It's just something that is respectful to do. And I I thought it was wrong that she didn't do it. And some of the Swifties are, are, are probably going to not be happy with me right now. But I think it's something she absolutely should have done. You're performing in their stadium. It takes 10 seconds. The crowd will love it. 
There's no downside. Just, just, just do it real quick. Just do it real quick. And the fact she didn't, I thought was wrong. 888-729-9494, pound 9494 in your AT&T and Verizon cell. Let's go to Tammy in Northeast Philly. What's up, Tammy? Hi, Tommy. It's Tammy. How are you um, doing, Tammy? Good. How are you? First good. time caller. Um, so I was actually at the Taylor Swift concert Friday night, and she did mention it. Like, she was trying to get the crowd riled up, and she asked, uh, you know, who like what team won a championship uh-huh and the crowd like started chanting you and, know eagles and, and that's great but i don't why would she not do that again on saturday i feel like every time you're performing that stadium I, this one year know. you got to do that yeah oh and i get that but she mentioned it friday night okay and it was amazing and you, you enjoyed the concert actually yeah it was a good show nice all right well um, like, my husband and I were, we saw Kenny Chesney at the link earlier this month, and he mentioned it. He even brought most of the team out on the stage. Yeah, and, that, yeah and that, that that's a cool thing to do. I, I think that's, I'm not asking her, and I appreciate the call, Tammy, thanks. I'm not asking her to, you know, bring Jason Kelsey out on stage and, and sing, you know, nobody likes us, we don't care. I think that would have been really cool, but. Uh, I'm not asking her to do do that. I I get that. You know, she's got a pretty structured show, but we're talking about ten seconds. I know. All right. Good thing she did it Friday night. That makes it a little better. But do it both nights. Do it both nights. You're performing in their stadium. You've worked with that organization on your tour for a decent amount of time. I just think it was. It, it was not a classy move. I do. I think it was a little big-headed of her. Not to pay homage to the Eagles, to the organization that has hosted her for many years. Her hometown team, if you kind of believe her when she, she claims she's from here, even though she only claims she's from here when she's performing here. She doesn't claim she's from here any other time. I just thought it was something she should do. And it's good she did it one night. Should have done it both nights. 888-729-9494. 888-729-9494. Pal9494. AT&T and Verizon. So let's get Tim in Cinnaminson in here. What's up, Tim? Hey, how are you, sir? Good. How you doing, man? Nice stuff, to you, Tom. Um, Manchado, we got to have him. We're not going to get him, and there's no reason for it. Well, what do you mean you there's have- no reason for it? No, you have to sell everything you have to get this guy. Right. He's a top five player in this entire league. We can't, if I hear the word prospect again, I'm going to shoot myself. But, Tim, you're like, talking about trading all this for a guy for two months. You could have him I'm for okay two months it. and he could walk. Let him walk. What if Sixto Sanchez becomes better than Aaron Nola? And you could have a great one-two punch, and you give up a lot of these guys who are going to turn out to be great MLB players. Like, you can't... I understand... We've had prospects. I get it, Tim. But you... A lot of times, prospects do work out. I know, you know, people like to point out all the times these prospects don't work out. They like to point out the Don Browns. What about the Chase Utleys, Ryan Howards, Cole Hamels? Prospects can work out sometimes. five player in the league but you're only getting him for two months tim i'm okay with that but that's not smart business it's really not 
That's you know you make that well, move the and he doesn't resign. Buy anybody he wants, and he's going to so. try in the off season. You're not going to have a much worse chance to get him in the off season than you would to get him if you traded for him now. See, I don't agree with that. Just you go for it now, and just you know what? If you have to buy it back, buy it back. The guy's telling you he'll pay every penny. I, I hear you, Tim, and I, I appreciate the call. You know, and I understand people's desire to get star players. I get it. You know, and I think it kind of was taken to another level earlier this week when it really looked like the Phillies were going to land. Them. And that got everybody's hopes. I got my hopes up. I'm not going to lie. I started thinking about this weekend. I started thinking about going to tomorrow night's game because or Friday night's game because Manny Machado is going to be making his Phillies debut. I get that. But you can't just just think in terms of we got to go for it right now. It's not smart business to do it that way. You can't always operate under that under that line of thinking. Sometimes you need to think about the long term. And I, I know people hate the word prospects. Because you don't know, and people love to say, you don't know what those guys are going to turn out to be. You don't. You don't. Don Brown, at one point, was the highest regarded prospect in all of baseball. Don Brown turned out to be a total bust. Yeah, you always run that risk. But you think back, think about what would have happened in the early, mid-2000s if the Phillies going after a playoff a playoff push, if they went after a playoff spot, went after a wild card spot, went after the NL East then. Say they traded Ryan Howard. Say they traded Chase Utley. Say they traded Cole Hamels. That 07-11 golden era never happens. And no, these guys aren't guaranteed to be that either. But you got to trust your scouts. you got to trust your, your player development department. And if they tell you, we think Sixto Sanchez is going to be a stud. And we should not give him up for two months of Manny Machado, even if he is a top five player in baseball, even if he does make us the clear favorites in our division and one of the favorites to win the National League. If you truly trust your staff, you just can't make that move. Bottom line, and I know that frustrates fans. I know it's hard to think in the long term. But when you put yourself in the organization's shoes and put yourself in your own shoes, think about where the team could be two years from now. You're still going to have a chance to get Manny Machado this offseason. Makes it a little harder now. But but you can't sacrifice potential studs down the line if your scouting department tells you that they think they have potential to be that good. You can't sacrifice it for two months of Manny Machado. 888-729-9494, 888-729-9494-POW-9494 on your AT&T and Verizon cell. If you want to get in on the Machado to the Dodgers, which is now official, Manny Machado is a Los Angeles Dodger. Kawhi to the Raptors, should the Sixers have been more aggressive? Get in on either that and our Taylor Swift topic. Should she have mentioned the Eagles Super Bowl title at both her shows? Apparently she did Friday. She didn't when I was there Saturday. I'm getting some heat for calling it classless, but I think it was classless. 888-729-9494, pound 9494. 
AT&T, Verizon Cell. I'm Tom Kelly, WIP Sports Time, 720. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly filling in for Joe Giglio. Mike DeFury producing 888-729-9494. pound nine four nine four on your AT&T and Verizon Cell. Getting a lot of reaction off the Taylor Swift stuff. I got a poll on my Twitter page. Actually pretty close right now. At Tommy Kelly 44 was it classless of Taylor Swift not to mention the Eagles Super Bowl victory during concert Saturday? I have been informed she did mention it on fr- Friday night, which a lot of the fans that were there have uh, pointed out that she did mention it Friday. I think she should have done it both nights. Right now, it was 63% yes, thought it was classless, 37% no, 37% no. Um, and a lot of people saying I'm too harsh with my... Uh, use of the word classless. But I think, hey, you're performing at their stadium. They've hosted you in the past. When you perform there, they just win a, a momentous occasion in this town's sports history. You know, give them 10 seconds. I don't think that's too much to ask. I think it would have been a classy move to do so. Also talking a lot about the... um. Manny Machado and Kawhi Leonard both getting traded on the same day, both getting traded on a day that is usually one of the slowest in sports. Um, Not this year. Manny Machado is officially traded to the Dodgers. That deal has gone through. Um, Maybe he'll be a Philly at some point in the near future, but it won't be this year. And Kawhi Leonard going to Toronto. Be interesting to see how that plays out. Now, a lot of reports that Kawhi Leonard really has no interest in playing there. I, I I think it would be a real, speaking of classless, classless move if Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard were to try to pull something where he would try to sit out the season or something like that. I, I, I wouldn't expect that to be the case. I think it would go play out the year, probably go to L.A. But it was a move Toronto needed to make. Toronto was in a spot. They had peaked. They needed to blow it up if it didn't work this year anyway. Smart move for them would not have been a smart move for the Sixers. 888-729-9494. Pound 9494. AT&T Verizon. So let's go to Leon. What's up, Leon? Hey, Scott. Good job talking to you. First time caller. Thanks, Leon. How's it going? Hey, I completely agree with you on the Philly scenario. Uh, they made the right decision. They didn't lose. And it was, the, it was the best decision they could have made. They weren't in a position to give up all that for two months. No, I mean, you're just not... You're just not at the same point the Dodgers are, are at. You know, you're talking about the Dodgers, a team that lost in Game 7 of the World Series last year. You talk about the Phillies. This is a team that lost 96 games last year. So you're just at a drastically different position when you talk about looking forward uh, versus this year. The, the Phillies are looking more beyond this year. The Dodgers need to go for it now. Okay, on the Taylor Swift thing, when you when you brought this up about her being classless, uh, use that word. You should really have your facts straight before you didn't know she talked about it Friday night. Okay, but she didn't say it Saturday night. Still stands to my point. Okay. So let's talk about classless. Okay. I have no idea what Taylor Swift politics is. But when many of us out here look at the Eagles not going to the White House, that was classless. Okay, well, a lot of people you, disagree with you okay on that, Leon. You're okay with that. I mean, a lot I of people uh, disagree. I think it's their choice. I think the players have the right to do whatever they want. Well, yes, so does Taylor Swift. But you don't give her a break. 
but you're not giving the Eagles a break. You're giving the Eagles a break because they were classless on that. Okay, that's your opinion, So I'm just telling you. Okay, well, that's your opinion. I don't know what her politics is. I have no idea. I don't idea. know what her I, politics are either. I don't care what her politics are, to be honest with I, you. Well, I don't either. I think but you're I performing in somebody else's I, house. I care, you I pay them the tribute. Were, were classless. You said they, she came to our town. Eagles are playing in our country, and they wouldn't go to the White House. They're flat classless. Yeah, well, I think that's their right, and I appreciate the call, Leon. Uh, I, you know, I, I think that's the player's right to do what they what they want to do in that regard, you know? They're not the only team that has, hasn't gone to the White House. Uh, that, that's their choice. And this is Taylor, Taylor Swift's choice, I guess. I just thought to not mention anything when you're playing at that team's home, because it is their home, I thought, it was kind of, I thought it was kind of a classless move. I don't really see what that has to do with the White House visit. I think that is a, a reach. To say the least. 888-729-9494. Pal 9494 AT&T Verizon. Sell Jim in Maryland. What's up, Jim? How you doing? Good. How are you? Not bad. You know, Machado and Dodgers did the Phillies a favor. How so? They're, they're in first place. Halfway through the season. Spend the money on pitching. You never hear the saying, if it works, don't fix it. Well, Play the thing... The thing Take is, the Jim. Players off the farm team instead of giving it away. Yeah, well, Jim, they need help. There's no doubt they need help, and I'm sure they'll go get help. But it's a matter of what you're, what you need to give up. You know, well, I'm sure well, the like Phillies will. They, they'll give up some prospects. They're not going to give up the big time prospects. Well, why do they need a big time player? They're in first place halfway through the season. You get good pitching. You got, we got one stud. Get another stud. We're yeah. on top. And, we and, stay on top. Yeah, and I hope that's okay. I appreciate call, Jim. Thanks. Um, I. Hope that's the case. You know, I certainly think the Phillies need help. I think you're being a little naive if you just look at it on its face and say, see, they're in first place, everything's fine, they're, they're going to win the division. I think that's a little naive. You look at the division, you look at a team like Atlanta, you look at a team like Washington. I, if I had to pick right now, I'd still probably say Washington is the favorite to win this division even being five and a half back, they are by far the most talented team. And normally, in a sport like baseball, over the course of a 162-game season, you hear it all the time, it's a marathon, it's not a sprint. Normally, the talent will win out. And I would expect Washington to at least make a run at this thing. They might not come back and win it. But Washington, they, they've got the staff. They've got Scherzer, Strasburg. They've got, you know, Harper's had a disastrous first half. He's going to get going a little bit. They have a good lineup. Washington's going to make a run. So I, when you just look at it and say, oh, they're in first place, don't, if, it's, if it's not broke, don't, don't fix it. I, I, that's, that's a little short-sighted. Phillies certainly need to do something if they're serious about going to the postseason. They certainly need to do something to improve the team. But there's a big there's a big gap there between doing something and getting Manny Machado. There's a lot you can do in between to, you know, give up some lesser prospects, do some things that aren't going to be as harmful to your future and improve rather than go out and get one of the top five players in baseball for just two months. 888-729-729. 9494 pal 9494 AT&T Verizon. So let's go to Frank Brumol. What's up, Frank? 
Hey, Tommy. How's it going? I think my Phillies point. Can we just talk briefly about Temple basketball? Oh, what do you got, Frank? Okay, wait. Let me get my Phillies point. Yeah, I okay. agree. It was better we didn't give up our, our prospects. Totally in, in agreement with that. I mean, I was excited about it. Like, uh, Vince Quinn had me going Sunday night and all, but moving on from that, um, who could we get as a bat right now, though? We need a bat. I think the guy is Beltre. Beltre is one of the best bats out there. He's a future Hall of Famer. He's still hitting over 300. The only problem with getting Beltre is that it really leaves you no spot for Mike Alfranco, and Franco has been great uh, of late. So, you know, people have mentioned Scooter Jeanette from the Reds. There are some middle infielders you can go after, but, you know, you're going to be able to get a bat that can help. Certainly nobody to the point of Machado, though. They And I'd also see them I, – I could also see them going after bullpen help and maybe another starter. Yeah, hey, Brad Hand looked good in the All-Star game. Brad Hand would look very good in a Phillies uniform. Right, but you know what? Where would they put Jeanette? I mean, they got Hernandez, they got Kingery. I think the most likely scenario would you would be that you'd put Jeanette at short and Kingery would go back to the role he started the year in, which is like super utility guy off the bench. Because I don't think Kingery's like really that. ready to to be a major contributor and everyday player to a playoff team yet. He's just not there yet. I like that idea. Everybody's complimenting Franco. But yep. how about the play where he threw the ball in the stands? And how about the play when Aaron Noel was pitching the first inning? Remember that first and third mm-hmm. rounder to him? Instead of going home, he would have had the guy dead out. He went to second. Yeah, he did. And then two runs. Yeah, I mean, like, this stuff drives me crazy, Tom. Yeah, but he's been on fire. He's been ripping the cover off the ball the last six weeks. So it's kind of hard to take him out of the lineup. What do you got, what do you got on the owls, Frank? Uh, I haven't talked oh Temple basketball God. in a while. You I know, know I love I know. that. Well, 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 listen, I know. Listen, Dumphy is gone, you know, after this year. And and not soon enough. McKinney. I know. Well, I agree. You and I have already talked about this. Yeah. But what, what makes McKinney the guy that's going to get top prospects? I don't know, Frank. I, I, you know, and I know this has been their plan for a while. I appreciate the call, man. I know it's been their, their plan for a while. And I know uh, this will be all we do on this because I know a lot of people don't care about Temple basketball, especially in July. But. I am the number one anti-Fran Dunphy guy. I think Fran Dunphy has done an atrocious job at Temple. I was fine with them hiring him at the time. He's gone 12 years. He has two tournament wins. Uh, it, it, disgraceful. The Temple has drawn, fallen completely off the map in this town. They're a totally irrelevant program, not only nationally, but locally. And I don't know why they think Aaron McKee's going to fix it. Aaron McKee has been Fran's assistant for the last five years, whatever. Hopefully Aaron McKee can recruit. But I, I don't know if he's been learning at Fran Dunphy's at Fran Dunphy's side. And what has Fran Dunphy done? What does he want? Who has he recruited? So I, I, I would rather go outside, but Aaron McKee's going to get his chance. I just think it's ridiculous that they're having this last final year, this going away party for Fran Dunphy. You know, he gets to go out on his own terms. Guy's been awful the last 12 years. And I get he's a nice guy and everything, and nobody likes to, you know, criticize him for that reason. But he has done a terrible job at Temple. And if they were serious about winning, they would get it started right now and not waste another year. 888-729-9494. 888-729-9494. Pound 9494 on your AT&T and Verizon. So if you want to get in 
on the uh, Machado and Kawhi Leonard thing and the Taylor Swift thing, not mentioning the Eagles winning the Super Bowl at both nights of her show. I thought it was a pretty awful move. 888-729-9494. Dan and Kashaka, you will be first after the break. 888-729-9494. I'm Tom Kelly, WIP Sports Time, 739. Tom Kelly, Sports Radio 94 WIP. In about 15 minutes, we'll be joined by Kyle Newbeck, covers the Sixers for Philly Voice. Talk to Kyle about the uh, Kawhi Leonard trade to Toronto, how it impacts the Eastern Conference, and, you know, how far any talks between the Sixers and Spurs progressed. You know, we'll get into the Daryl Morey rumors, all that kind of stuff with Kyle. So stay tuned. We'll talk to him in 15 minutes. But so far, we're talking a lot about Manny Machado and Kawhi Leonard, both finally being moved, neither being moved to Philadelphia. Um, Certainly Machado, still an opportunity that he ends up here Come the winter, come the offseason, Phillies will pursue him hard. They obviously pursued him at the trade deadline or prior to the trade deadline over the All-Star break. Uh, It didn't work out. Dodgers just were willing to give more. Dodgers in a more desperate position. I think it was very similar to how the Kawhi Leonard thing uh, panned out as well. Sixers made an offer. Sixers obviously wanted Kawhi Leonard, but... Toronto was the more desperate team. They had to do something. So it's one of those things where, yeah, it's disappointing that those guys aren't coming here. But probably the right move, definitely the right move of both those teams to hold back and not not give up all that they had acquired, that they had, you know, kind of built for the future for these players on similar rental type deals. 888-729-9494. 888-729-9494. Pal 9494 AT&T, Verizon. So let's go to Dan in Pottstown. What's up, Dan? How's it going? Uh, how Good. How are you? How are you doing? I, um, I got to disagree a little bit. Um, I understand everybody's point of view, and, and, and I respect everybody's point of view. But um, I think it was um, detrimental to the Phillies organization to sign Manny Machado. And I'm going to tell you why. Um, we can't – a prospect is exactly what it says. A prospect. Okay, Manny Machado is an established superstar in Major League Baseball. And, I mean, am, am I wrong for calling him a superstar? I think he's a top five player offensively he is. In, in the game today. He absolutely and is. That's why they were we're, they were able to get a haul for him for just two months. Absolutely. And, and, and we're in first place right now in, 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 in a division that is has the Washington Nationals in it, who, in my opinion, has one of the best rosters in baseball. I think it was. I think it was detrimental. Um, I think that being that um, um, the Dodgers signed him, I, I believe that him already being there gives them a, hand, a leg up. And I could be wrong. It's just my opinion. But I think that gives them a leg up for the future of Manny Machado, um, you know, depending on the success of, of, of his franchise. Yeah. So our pitching staff, our starting pitching staff is, is, is a, I believe, sixth-ranked uh, starting pitching in, uh, uh, in, in baseball, if I'm not mistaken. Um and don't get me wrong, I believe that, that that's necessary for us uh, moving forward. But I think we could have more of the bullpen. And I think we could have got, you know, one or two pieces of the bullpen and still gotten Manny Machado and still had that advantage come uh, the end of the season, I mean, know, the end of the season, whatever that was. I hear for, you, Dan. You know, just, just hang on one second, though. If you're talking about going out, getting two bullpen pieces, getting Manny Machado, do you know how much you're giving up for those guys? I mean, yeah, I they mean, are prospects, and not all of them are going to pan out. But some of them probably will. 
And, you know, you can't just give that kind of future collateral up for these guys, especially when there is the risk of Machado leaving in two months. If you're making the trade and you pretty much know that if you acquire him now, he's going to stay, that makes it a lot different. I don't think the Phillies had that feeling. Okay, here's, here, here's, here's my outlook on the, on, the, on the whole situation. Okay, right now, and we're, we're going we're to talk about Philadelphia sports overall. I think it's a good time. Um, this is the, the, the year of the, we're going to say not the season, we're going to say the year of the underdog, um, starting with, with, with the Philadelphia Eagles. And I think it's just a good time to be a Philadelphia uh, sports fan, period. And it's a good time to be a, a Philadelphia athlete. And I believe that, you know, with us being, next year is not guaranteed. Two years from now is not guaranteed. We, we can't look into the future and predict what's going to happen two, three seasons from now. you got to act now, um, Tommy. That's how successful franchises, sometimes you got to go out on the limb and you got to, you know, go all in and, 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 and bet the house, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear to, you. To, to accomplish what needs to be accomplished, and that's ultimately winning, winning the World Series, and, and, and that's what we play for. Yeah, every, I got you. Every single season, and I, I just think, listen, I would have gave them six those. Sorry, sorry, Dan. Didn't mean to cut you off there. My my fault. Uh, apologize. But yeah, I understand. Sometimes you do need to push all in. Sometimes you do need to go for it. The Dodgers and Raptors did. They needed to do that. They needed to make those moves. The Sixers and Phillies did not. The time was not right for them to do that. They're just building. They're just coming into their 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 golden eras. Phillies lost 96 games last year. The Dodgers were in the seventh game of the World Series last year. There's a much more of an urgency for them to go for it. The, the Sixers, you know, are two years removed or three years removed from losing 70-plus games. The Raptors have been in the second round of the playoffs the last four years. They needed to make that kind of move. Yes, sometimes you do need to go all in. Sometimes you do need to push your chips to the middle of the table. The Dodgers and Raptors needed to do that. The Sixers and Phillies didn't. I know you want those guys. I know you want the star players. But it's not always the the smart, prudent move to do so. And it wouldn't have been for the Sixers and Phillies right now. Let's get Kashaka in Hatfield in here. What's up? Hey, hey, what's up, man? How much? Thanks How you doing? Yep. I'm, I'm good. Hey, man, yeah, so first I just wanted to say, like, quickly, like, Taylor, the Taylor Swift, getting back to that, I just want to clear this up, <laughs> that I agree with you, man. I mean, I don't know if classless is the word I would use, but um, I don't think, I think that each concert, like, you know, as a professional uh, entertainer, you treat each concert like it's its own entity. You can't just come in Friday and then, you know, say your little thing. I don't even know how, what extent, you know, she might have just been teasing it, but whatever. And then just forget about it on Saturday, right. like, you know, whatever. Right. But, and and um, it's not like I'm, like, totally, uh, you know, it's it's not going to, you know, affect my life in a major way that she didn't do it. But I just thought it would have been respectful. You're performing in their stadium to do it both nights. Right, right, right. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like, I still think, because I, I love concerts. It's been a little minute since I've been to, you know, been to one like that high profile, like the Roots, for instance. Right. Like, they represent. You know they would be like, right. you know, all in for that. But, um, yeah, so anyway, 
so that's that. Like, I agree with that. Like, I don't, you got to respect, just, just say a little something, something, you know, just, just like, we like, that was huge, big time for us. So, um, and then, so the other thing is, the bigger thing is, I was actually interested in what you thought about Kawhi Leonard, because very few people on the station, on the other shows I've listened to, like, have really said, like, that they, like, they would be all in for him. And then the more I hear on radio about, like, I mean, the more I hear about, like, I've read on, on articles about him, like, it just seems so sketchy. Yeah. And it just seems like he didn't really want to play here. Like, he, like, why would you want someone who's, like, iffy and sketchy? And then, I don't know, he could pull something again, like, with his quads or, you know, or, or play it up. Yeah. Play up an injury, you know? I agree with you, and I appreciate the call. That's the thing. Kawhi Leonard is a different kind of personality. You know, you talk about, yeah, Oklahoma City traded for Paul George. They were able to convince Paul George to stay long-term. You kind of got the sense that that wasn't going to happen with Kawhi Leonard. You got the sense that it's L.A. or it's bust. You know, where, you know he'll have to play next season wherever he gets dealt. But you do get the sense that long-term, Kawhi Leonard wants to be a Laker or he wants to be a Clipper, and he's not going to keep an open mind. Like It would have been a different scenario if you felt you could trade for Kawhi and you could get him in here and you could sell him for a year and he'd give you a legitimate chance to, that he'd stay. That would change things. Even though if you believe Zach, Ro- Zach Lowe's reporting that it was either Sem- Simmons or Embiid or the deal wasn't getting done, well then, yeah, the talks don't progress past that at all because it would have been a fireable offense to trade either Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid in a deal for Kawhi Leonard. If if the Spurs really needed a, a player that could help them that much right now and they weren't worried about the future as much, then yeah, you couldn't do that. But you get the sense Kawhi Leonard is not really keeping an open mind about this. And he, I think he's handled this a little, uh, a little immaturely. First, the situation with San Antonio... You thought that might have just been an irreparable um, relationship, but now the fact that he doesn't seem really open to, to playing anywhere except L.A., I think it's a little a little immature on his part. 888-729-9494, pound 9494, AT&T, Verizon. So we'll get back to the phones after we talk to Kyle Newbeck from the Philly Voice. Kyle, join me after the break. We'll talk a little uh, more about Kawhi Leonard and the Sixers. 888-729-9494. I'm Tom Kelly. WIP Sports Time, 7.57. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly filling in for Joe Giglio with you for another two hours here until 10, 10 o'clock. Jody Mack will take over at the, at that time. Now we'll be joined by uh, Sixers writer for the phillyvoice.com, Kyle Newbeck. You can follow him on Twitter at Kyle Newbeck. Kyle, what's going on, man? What's up, TK? How you doing, buddy? Good. How are you doing, Kyle? Uh, you know, just... Uh... Another day in the life in Sixers world. Something's happening even when they're not directly involved. It never sleeps, man. There's always something happening. And the NBA offseason really is the best. It never it never ends. The drama never ends. The pettiness never ends. And, you know, it always seems to impact the Sixers in one way or another. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, this is obviously, at least I had the Kawhi Leonard trade today has huge ramifications for the entire Eastern Conference, at least if we assume that, Kawhi is going to show up and play for Toronto, right. which there were some reports today that he might uh, he might sit out because he doesn't necessarily want to go there. And I, th- I mean, just even that angle of this story, let alone 
the trade itself is crazy. Like, can you imagine after he missed all of last year, the potential for Kawhi Leonard, who's an MVP candidate year in, year out when he plays, can you imagine him sitting out another entire year? Like, that's just bonkers to me. I feel like you can't do that. You know, it would be a really bad look after after this year to do that again. But as far as the deal goes, uh, DeMar DeRozan, Jakob Hurdle, and a protected first-round pick to the Spurs for Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green. Uh, first of all, Kyle, how does this impact the East? And, and what do you think of the deal for both sides? So I really like it for Toronto, but obviously that comes with the caveat that Kawhi has to actually play for them this year and want to play for them, which, again, that's still a little bit up in the air. But I think, look, that Toronto team, as we've seen in the playoffs the last four or five years or so, they had a ceiling, and they they couldn't get past LeBron. And even when they were getting past lesser teams, they were really struggling. And Lowry and DeRozan especially, who are the two best players on that team, really didn't get it done. So I think if you can upgrade from DeRozan and get a complimentary piece in Danny Green, I I just think that's a no-brainer to bring in an MVP candidate type guy. I think I don't know that I would say the Raptors are the favorites in the East, but they're very close to it, if not. For San Antonio, I don't like it as much because I don't think they're getting a ton of future upside here. I think this is very much what Greg Popovich might be getting towards the end of his run in San Antonio. There have been rumors that that's going to be the case within the next couple of years or so, and he wants to keep competing now. And I just don't think when you're trading away a star that is irreplaceable, I think you should be trying to load up on potential and upside more than anything else because even if it doesn't pan out, then at least your team has a setback a little bit and can start reloading on picks and assets and cap space and different things. So I don't really get it from San Antonio's point of view, or at least that's not how I would have gone about it. But I, I, I really like it from the, the Raptors' perspective. Yeah, and when you look at the Sixers' um, involvement in all this, what, what is your sense of how far did these conversations go between the Spurs and the Sixers? Were there ever any serious talks and were they any ever anywhere close to to some kind of a deal i mean the sixers certainly made their offers for but from what i have heard and from some reports that came out today it just doesn't seem like they were aligned with what san antonio wanted as i mentioned the chase of DeRozan that shows you they wanted a proven ready guy who's going to come in and help them compete in the western conference this year and none of the people that the Sixers are more willing to include in a trade are guys like that. Like Robert Covington is a nice role player. Dario Saric is a good role player with some upside, but they're not the sort of guy that you hand them the keys and, hey, look, this is your team now, and you're going to carry us to the playoffs. I just that, That's not certainly not the case. Now, maybe you can make the case that the best possible version of Markel Fultz could be a guy like that one day, but the Sixers never put him on the table from what I've been told. And the Spurs were really interested in either of Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid in a trade like this. And the Sixers had absolutely no interest in including either one of those guys because they they very much understand that those are the cornerstone foundation guys. And what they're trying to do is supplement them with further stars, not trade them away just to get another one. Right. And, and you mentioned Markel Fultz. And I know you mentioned it on your piece, uh, phillyvoice.com, is the pressure that is now going to be on Markel Fultz with the the Sixers kind of striking out when it came to acquiring a star. He's got to be the big acquisition now. What what do you how do you think he's going to respond to that this year? 
So uh, two things. Uh, we really don't know how he's going to respond until we see his jump shot in a game setting. I mean, all the all the rumors and all the, the whisperings out of California where he's training with Drew Hanlon have been positive so far. But I don't think anything negative is going to come from the guy who's trying to rebuild his shot and the kid who's putting in all this work. They're certainly not going to be going around telling people, hey, my jumper's still broke. So I'm very much wait and see on that. But if we were just judging this based on his work ethic and his character, I've told people this since I reported that big story back in February about everything that happened. Everybody raves about this kid as a person, as someone who really, really cares about basketball. This is not a thing where it was a kid with a lot of talent who just got here because he was super athletic or naturally gifted and then didn't put in the work once he got to the next level. He very much wants to be great. He's driven to be great. So if we're banking on his character to be the thing that carries him forward, I think they're in a good place. But, uh, I mean, if character was all it took to be an elite NBA player, there'd be a lot more of them in the league. Yeah, and when you look at, you know, this offseason in general now, uh, people got excited when Brett Brown, the night of the draft, made his star hunting comments. And, you know, I think people kind of took that as they would acquire a star. You know, they were going to try. But – do you think, you know, some of the criticism of Brett Brown this offseason has been fair and warranted considering the underwhelming nature of the moves they've made? I mean, I think it's gone a little too far. I think one thing that should be noted is the other half of that quote is you said star hunting or star developing. So they can very easily pivot and say, look, the, he didn't lie. We're still going to be star developing. They have Joel Embiid in the fold. They have Ben Simmons. They have. Markel Fultz, potentially, even Dario Saric to a lesser extent. Like, they have guys with talent that are here, that are going to grow, that are going to lead this program forward. I think certainly once people got the idea in mind and once Brett said that out loud, that stars were coming here and he made it sound like it was a definite rather than a possibility, I think it's only natural as a fan or just an observer of the team to to be a little disappointed. But when you look at the landscape of things – LeBron certainly seems like his mind was just set on L.A. ahead of time. There's nothing they could really do there. Oklahoma City with Paul George, the Sixers don't have, like, all due respect to Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, they don't have a guy who won the NBA MVP already, and they didn't have that year with him playing together to give him a sales pitch. And now in this instance, the Spurs just didn't want the sort of trade packages the Sixers were willing to offer. So I get the disappointment, but I think – they still have cap space next year. They still have all their young talent. They have draft picks. They have all sorts of good stuff. There's no reason to go overboard with, uh, about anything to happen this offseason. Yeah, and the other big Sixers story that, that kind of broke earlier this week that I found very interesting was the Mark Stein's report that the Sixers were rebuffed in, in trying to get Daryl Morey to come on board. What do you know about that? And do, do you know if those talks ever got anywhere near serious? I just I don't think Maury was really inclined to leave Houston. I think the name that I was interested in and that I heard kicked around earlier in the offseason was Sam Presti from Oklahoma City. I think if you looked at the landscape there at the beginning of the offseason, there were very real questions about, okay, is Paul George going to stay here? And if not, what do we really have here? Because then you're back to Russell Westbrook and Stephen Adams and a bunch of guys essentially and they're capped out, so there's not really a whole lot that you can do to maneuver there. And you're also in a market where 
due respect to the people of Oklahoma City, you're not exactly drawing a lot of big-ticket NBA free agents there if you don't have them already in your ecosystem. So I think they probably thought at the beginning of this offseason they could lure somebody like a Presti if George didn't return there because they have a, a better market here. They would have had younger stars and cap space and the ability for him to sort of maneuver in a way that maybe that he couldn't down there in Oklahoma City. But once Paul George re-signed there, I think that's when they had to go to different plans. They had to start exploring all kinds of different options because that was that to me was the clear-cut option of the current GMs out there on the market. But, yeah, I mean, the Maury thing is just another it, – it's the same line of thinking. It's, look, we have a very tantalizing core here. You can kind of shape things your way in a way you can't with more – veteran loaded teams i think they're going to continue to pursue not daryl morey anymore obviously because he's staying with james harden the reigning mvp but candidates of that ilk i would say yeah and as i saw you tweet out you know it would have been nice if there was a you know a morey disciple uh that they had a relationship with you know could have (laughs) could have been in the organization uh that would have been nice to have um and then they had one at one point yes turns out <laughs> yeah sam hinky of course we're referring to him real quick before we let you go kyle um the whole bialika thing uh what exactly happened there the sixers had to deal with them then he said he wanted to stay in europe now he's signing with the kings do you have any more on that for us yeah i mean i think that seems like that's on bialica's end where maybe he wanted more money or long-term security i i mean i i think whether this is a player or a team doing this, I would say this is a bad look. Like to come to an agreement, especially knowing the NBA offseason, because of the the way the cap works, a lot of what teams have to do is based on order of operations because they have to fit guys into certain exceptions under and over the cap, so on and so forth. And so that's why you didn't see Amir Johnson re-sign officially until earlier this week because – They've been trying to line everything up so that they could get all the guys they wanted in here. And in the the interim, as they assumed that Bielitsa would be joining them, he must have had a change of heart on the the amount of years the Sixers were offering, which was just one. They they don't want to put long-term money on their books, which is totally understandable. And so he broke the agreement, I suppose, and it looked like he was going to go to Europe, but Sacramento Kings always have a whole burden in their pocket of money that they want to offer different people. So I'm sure he saw that and figured, hey, why not? If I can get some more money and I already broke my agreement with Philadelphia anyway, I'll take my talents elsewhere. It is funny how the Kings and Sixers always seem to cross paths one way or another. It's it's amazing. It seems to happen every offseason. You would hope that there's a, a better team that they'd cross paths with, <laughs> yes. I, I suppose. But as long as they're mostly on the winning end of those path crossings, they'll be all right. Yeah, I, I agree, Kyle. Well, thanks for jumping on, man. You can file, follow him at Kyle Newbeck, Sixers Insider for the phillyvoice.com. Thanks for jumping on, Kyle. Thanks, TK. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Uh, so it's some insight from Kyle there on the on the Kawhi deal and the fact that, you know, this, the Spurs just weren't that interested in what the Sixers had to offer. You know, the, the reporting today coming out of the Spurs, one of guys that can help them now, and that – is pretty evident uh, based off them getting DeMar DeRozan back. Not much else, you know, and if they wanted Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid and that was all they were interested in, Sixers were right to move on. You're not going to, you're not going to trade one of your stars for Kawhi Leonard. As Kyle said, the Sixers are focused on 
adding to their two stars, not subtracting either of them away or replacing them. 888-729-9494, 888-729-9494-POUND-9494. On your AT&T and Verizon self, you want to get in reacted with some of Kyle said about Kawhi Leonard and the Sixers, uh, you're more than welcome to. We'll continue to talk about the Manny Machado uh, situation as well. He is officially a Los Angeles Dodger. Uh, the, the the deal was in question earlier today uh, with some medicals, some medical issues needed to be resolved with some of the prospects involved, but they have been resolved. Manny Machado on his way to Los Angeles. He will not be a Philly this year. And also when we get back, give you a chance to win a couple tickets to one of the Eagles open practices. Sold out within hours. But we have a pair of tickets for you. We'll uh, tell you how you can win them. When we get back, we'll also talk to Mike in Northern Liberties. 888-729-9494. Pound 9494 on your AT&T and Verizon cell. I'm Tom Kelly, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Tom Kelly with you. I'm with you until 10 o'clock. Jody Mack at that time filling in for Joe Giglio. Some more information coming in about the uh, Dodgers trade with the Orioles for Manny Machado. They give up five prospects in the deal. So certainly a heavy price to be paid. The, The big one, outfielder. Yuzniel Diaz, he was apparently the Dodgers' number four prospect, but a, a high, highly regarded young outfielder. So the price was high for the Dodgers, and hey, I, I think for the Dodgers, for that team, they made the right move. You're talking about a team that was in Game 7 of the World Series last year. Their window is closing. Clayton Kershaw is getting older. You know, he can opt out of his deal after this year. I don't think he'll do that. But, you know, their window is is not at the same spot that the Phillies is. The Phillies have a very bright future ahead of them. They have a lot of good young players at the major league level. A lot of good young players still in the, in their minor league system. And I don't think it would have been a wise or prudent of them to give up a lot of that collateral for Manny Machado Right now, for the Dodgers, it made sense. You can relate it to the Kawhi Leonard thing. We're talking about it all night. For the Raptors, going after Kawhi Leonard right now made sense. They've kind of plateaued in the Eastern Conference. They go to the same spot every year. They get knocked out every year. That team wasn't good enough. They weren't good enough when LeBron was in the East, and they weren't going to be good enough to beat Boston or the Sixers. So they went out, they made a bold move, because they were going to have to blow it up if it didn't work this year anyway. Sixers, not in that spot. They're just starting their 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 run. So I think the Phillies and Sixers both did the right thing to hang back, not make these moves, not make these franchise-altering moves right now. 888-729-9494, pound 9494 on your AT&T and Verizon. So go back to the phones in just one second. But we're going to give you a chance to win a pair of tickets to the sold-out Eagles. Second open practice takes place Saturday, August 11th, 10 a.m., Lincoln Financial Field. And the way we're going to do this is, I had an experience last week on the beach that was very stressful. Uh, I got married about five and a half weeks ago. Um, I had an issue where I was putting on sunscreen, and, you know, obviously, it's very slick. My wedding ring came off and fell in the sand. And it was a harrowing few minutes. I was looking for it. My my 
I was down there with my family, my uncles and my aunts, my cousins were over all over there looking for it. I found it after a couple minutes, which, you know, goes in the sand. It's not something like that. Not very easy to find. But yeah, that's not something you really want to lose. Especially uh, when you've been married for just five weeks. I was talking to Spike before the show, and uh, Spike said, how, how, how did you lose that already? Uh, it, it's not good. It's not a good look. It's one of the worst things you can possibly lose. Right, Mike? And, and did your wife know that you were that you lost it for that? Well, she, was, she had to work. She wasn't there. Okay. But I told her when I got back. After the fact already. Yes, okay. after the fact. No, yeah. I, I, I was glad she wasn't there at that point because yeah. I think she would have been not happy with yeah. it. What was going through your head? Like, did, did you think you were going to find it? Um, I thought I was going to find mm-hmm. it. I wasn't sure I was going to find it. My, what was going through my head was, I better, I better yeah, find better. it. <laughs> you yeah. better start digging. That was what was going through my head was, <laughs> I better find this ring right now. Oh, man. Yeah, so that was, uh, that was not good. That Mike, Mike DeFury, my producer uh, for this evening, by the way. But off that, for, for a chance to win a pair of those sold-out Eagles open practice tickets, what's the worst thing that you've lost? What's the worst thing that you've ever lost in your life? Because I don't think I've ever lost anything worse than that. I mean, it can be replaced, obviously. But from a sentimental point of view, it's just not good to lose it, especially after five weeks. So what is the worst thing that you can lose? Uh, the best, well, the best submission will get two tickets to the sold-out Eagles Open practice. These open practices sold out so quickly and don't lose the tickets if you win them <laughs> yes <laughs> good point mike uh, don't lose the tickets if you win them but it's amazing how quickly these tickets sold out to an to a practice a practice at the link they are cool to go to without a doubt and it's just going to be insane this year i can't wait till next week i'll be down there part of the best perks of of my job here is in addition to being on being on the air I do most of the remote engineering broadcast for the station out at ShopRite with uh, Joe and John tomorrow. Uh, ShopRite of Williamstown, if you're in the area, come on out. But I'll be at camp. We, we get an RV, and we set it up with a whole you know mini radio studio. And we'll do our broadcast down at camp in the RV, and it's great. You can watch practice from there. During breaks, we'll go out, stand on the sidelines. Watch practice, stand in the end zone, watch practice. It's so cool. And I, I'm i telling you, camp this year is going to be outrageous. The amount of coverage, just every move Carson Wentz makes will be so overly scrutinized, and I'm sure it'll get annoying at some point. But I just, I can't wait for, for camp next week. Next um, Wednesday, they report, we'll be down there broadcasting uh, next Thursday. So stay tuned to WIP. Throughout all training camp, we'll have uh, live coverage day in, day out. 888-729-9494. 888-729-9494. Pound 9494. AT&T, Verizon, Cell. Back to the phones. Mike in Northern Liberty. Thanks for hanging, Mike. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on? You just told me a story that uh, I won't get into right this second. But anyhow, with the Kawhi Leonard and the uh, DeRozan, wasn't DeRozan, he was not happy playing in Toronto? No, DeRozan uh, was very happy playing in Toronto. Him and Kyle Lowry are best friends, uh, his teammate right. with uh, with the Raptors. So 
I don't think DeMar DeRozan wanted to leave at all. He was actually upset he got traded because they had apparently told him a couple weeks ago that he was not getting traded. So, no, DeRozan, I think okay. he was perfectly happy in Toronto. All right, so he, he was like their second highest scorer and rebound. He was a forward. I'm not a basketball he's fanatic. A, he's a two-guard. He had his best year this year. He signed to a big right. contract a couple years ago. He was right. more of a mid-range guy, but this year uh, finally starting to started to shoot the three at a better clip. I mean, he's a good player. I wouldn't consider right. him a star, but a good player. Okay. I thought, but, but I heard maybe it was on uh, Miss Sinelli's show or the 97 show. Cause I've been, uh, I'm actually, I, I retired in Las Vegas in 2016. I'm a native Philadelphian, and I, I vacation in Philly. <laughs> What's that? The summers, are, the summers are too hot in Vegas. I vacation in Philadelphia, but I live in Las Vegas. <laughs> oh, there you go. So, yeah, but I'm a regular Joe. I just get a pension check and a social security check and blah, blah, blah. But anyhow... I think that it was more of a power struggle a little bit with the owners or the big the big shot people saying, you know what, he doesn't want to play, like talking about Leonard, like he doesn't want to do this, he doesn't want to do that, he wants to do all, everything his way. And, and I think they kind of stuck it to him saying, you know what, we can make a deal with this team over here. And uh, whatever you do, you do. They just, they dumped them. Yeah. Well- and just to kind of stick them. And they might be right, and he might be right. There's nobody's right or wrong in that situation. It's just personal feelings, in my opinion. And, again, I thought I heard that DeRozan wasn't happy either. So I thought they kind of stuck it to both of them. Yeah, I, I, I hear you, and I appreciate the call. I'm like, thanks, man. I, it's one of those things where I think the Spurs took the deal that they wanted you know, the most. Uh, you know, They're not just going to send Kawhi Leonard somewhere to harm Kawhi Leonard. They're, they're going to take the best deal. I don't know, as Kyle said, Kyle Newbeck jumped on with us at eight. I'm not sure that was would have been the deal I would have made. You know, basically get DeMar DeRozan. Okay, he's a good player, but you're not really getting anything to help you in the future. I mean, Hurdle's a role player, and you get a pick that's that's protected one to twenty, so that's not gonna be a a very high pick in the future. So I'm not sure about that deal for San Antonio. I don't think it was necessarily a harm Kawhi Leonard. I certainly don't think they took Kawhi Leonard's wishes into account. And it was interesting that you can, you know, the relationship is totally soiled between the Spurs and Kawhi because it was very interesting. They sent out a press release on the trade. They mentioned none of Kawhi Leonard's accomplishments. They did not mention him being an all NBA team player. They did not mention him being a, a finals MVP, they didn't mention any of that stuff. So I can guarantee you that, that the relationship between Kawhi and the Spurs uh, was, was beyond repair. Be interesting next week, though, at Team USA basketball camp. Greg Popovich will be there as a coach. Apparently, Kawhi Leonard is con- considering going as a player. So it'll be interesting to see that interaction if those two guys end up there next week. 888-729-9494, pound 949 for AT&T, Verizon, Cell. Jimmy in Mount Holly. What's up, Jim? Tommy, I think Taylor Swift is a closet cowboy fan, and we can prove this. We can get somebody on Twitter, because she's got like something like 50 million followers. If we can get one of them to dime her out before the show, I think we'll have the answer to you, the reason why she behaved the way she did. I don't know about that, Jimmy. I don't know. I don't think I don't think she's a closet cowboy fan. I just think she doesn't really uh, care about football. But that's where somebody from her crew, somebody from her management team's got to get in her ear and just say, "Hey, this is probably a smart thing to do while you're here." 
Yes, I wouldn't use the word classless, perhaps a bit selfish. Yeah. But, but as far as all the basketball thing, I mean, I, I kind of agree with everything you had to say. Now, as far as the fills, I think we're going to compete without Manny Machado. I mean, heck, we, we've done it all year, more than half the season. I mean, I, I come from the old school in a sense, Tommy, that pitching, you can't have enough pitching. And right now, I really like our pitching, with, with the exception of Nick Pavetta. I mean, I, I would love it. If Matt Contact could go out and get us a bona fide starter, I mean, I've been singing the praises of Noah Syndergaard all this time. I mean, if he would have give up a ton of prospects to get Syndergaard and, and maybe throw in Scott Kingery, I mean, I'd be willing to, to to gamble on him. I mean, no way, Reese Hoskins. I mean, people. I talked to Jody, and Jody said, "Well, if you want the Grom, you'd have to give him Reese Hoskins. That's out." No but way. But I mean, what, what is your opinion about that? Uh, you know, I, I mean, both those guys are tremendous pitchers. I, I the reports are that the Mets aren't really looking to move move either one of them, and I actually feel like you probably have to give up more being the Phillies that they have one of those guys traded within the division. I don't really see that as a realistic option. You just have to give up too much. It's it's kind of similar to the Machado thing, um, even though they're some beyond this year. But I, I, I agree with you that even though they don't get Machado, it doesn't mean they can't compete. It doesn't mean they can't do some other things to help them make a run at the division this year, get a Brad Hand, get an Adrian Beltre, maybe get a Jay Happer, Cole Hamels. They can still do things to help them compete this year. And, Tommy, I know my time is running short. Kudos, as always, for blasting one-and-done fraud Dunphy. And the other thing with the basketball, Tom, I think this is going to backfire in Toronto's face because the way I see it, if Kawhi comes to play, they go to the finals, mm-hmm. but they lose. And believe it or not, I'm, I'm going to say now on the Tom Kelly show, they lose to the Lakers. We're going to be talking along the way. And then think about this. They lose to the Lakers, and then Kawhi goes to the Lakers, a la Kevin Durant. I mean, I think this is just going to be a nightmare scenario. I give them credit for trying, but I think it's going to be a terrible result. I hear you. I appreciate the call, Jim. Thanks, man. And that's the thing, though. I don't know how this can end up being a terrible result for Toronto. Even if Kawhi is there for a year and leaves. They're going to have to blow it up anyway. You know, you have Lowry and DeRozan. You're going to get to the second round of the playoffs. Maybe you'll get to the Eastern Conference Finals. They weren't beating Boston. I highly doubt that team as constructed would have beaten the Sixers. You'd have to blow it up anyway. So I, I don't really see a downside for Toronto. You bring Kawhi in for a year. You take a shot. Hopefully you convince him to stay. If he stays beyond this year, hey, you got, you got one of the, the top three players in the league. If he leaves... You're not in a worse position than you would have been anyway. And also, you know, to, as I was talking about with like Reese earlier uh, off the air in the hallway here, Toronto, if, if they get to the trade deadline, it's not working out. They can flip Kawhi for something then. So I don't really see the downside for Toronto. I think for the Raptors, it, it was a tremendous move. 888-729-9494. 888-729-9494. Pound 9494 on your AT&T ride and sell. You want to get in on the Kawhi trade? Manny Machado going to the – where do the Phillies go from here? They obviously need to improve this team somehow. If they're going to really make a run at the NL East, they got to improve this team. They're not going to be able to win it with smoke and mirrors the way they've done it a lot of the first half of the season. They need to add bullpen pieces. They definitely need to add a bat. Where do they go from here? Kawhi Leonard, what your thoughts on that trade? Also, your best story, what's the worst thing you've ever lost? 
I lost my wedding ring on the beach last week after being married for five weeks. I did find it. But what's the worst thing you've ever lost, whether you found it or not? 888-729-9494, pound 9494 on your AT&T and Verizon cell. I'm Tom Kelly. I'm with you till 10. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly. ESPY's going on right now. I don't know if there's an, uh, just a worse thing in sports than the ESPYs. I, don't, I can't stand the ESPYs. I never got into it. Um, they always have it on the same day because this is like the one day of the year where there is no professional sporting event of any type the day after the MLB All-Star game. But uh, the ESPYs is such a, a you know useless, dumb award show. I don't, I don't know. I never got into it. Um, so no need to watch the ESPYs. Uh, stay here, right here on Sports Radio 94 WIP. We have you covered all night long. I'm with you till 10. Jody Mack joins you at that time. Uh, talking a lot about Manny Machado and Kawhi Leonard. Both of them get moved today, neither to Philadelphia. But I'm telling you, I know it's disappointing in the moment. Right move for both teams not to jump at either of those players. Not the right time. Not yet. Not yet. You're going against two teams that needed to make these moves. Sixers and Phillies not in that position yet. They'll get there, but, you know, let these young players develop. Let let the team progress naturally, and they'll be fine. Uh, it wouldn't have been smart to mortgage the future on either of these players, possibly for rentals. Also, your chance to win a pair of tickets to the Eagles open practice, second open practice on October 11th. Saturday, 10 a.m. at the link. Practice sold out within a couple hours. Just amazing that Eagle fans would sell that place out for a practice in a few hours. But we have a pair of tickets. Um, If you want them, give me your best story of something that you've lost. I lost my wedding ring last week in the sand at the beach because I'm kind of an idiot. I was lucky enough to find it, but I've been married for a grand total of five and a half weeks. And uh, actually, last week when I lost it, it was like four and a half weeks. So, yeah, not not good. Not good. But I was able to find it. Uh, What's the best thing or the the worst thing? The worst thing that you have lost um, in your life? 888-729-9494. Pound 9494 on your AT&T and Verizon cell phone. Freddie in Wilmington. What's up, Freddie? Hey, what's going on tonight? Not much. Good? How you doing? Good, good. Um, before I ask my Phillies question, uh, can I? Uh, I'll tell you what the most disappointing thing I've lost is. Sure. I can. Uh, by far, uh, my virginity. <laughs> um, it was a very uncomfortable, right. unfortunate situation. I don't know if that counts. Um, I, I I don't know. We'll take it under advisement, Freddie. But I got to tell you, your chances probably aren't great. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, all right. Well, we'll we'll see. We'll see. hey, maybe right. maybe you'll win it. We'll see. All right, all right. So here's my Phillies question. Um, really excited. You know, we have what we have. There could be a trade forthcoming here in the next week or two. We'll see. Um, here's my question: As you look at the long, the length of the season, we still got a couple, you know, tough months to go. Um, the team does not have two things that I think carry a lot of teams this time of year that turn a corner and start playing playoff ball. I'm not saying that would preclude them from making the playoffs nor having a good run, but I'm wondering what your thoughts are around it. That is uh, playoff experience, number one, clearly, 
and just good veteran leadership. There's a there's a couple here or there, but not like some of these teams uh, that sprinkle in two or three or four or five of them to get to a World Series the last few years. Wondering if either one of those or both concern you or not for a decent playoff run for these Phillies. I think there is something to be said for that, Freddie, is, you know, games in June, games in May, they're just different than games in September. You know, mm-hmm. we know it as fans, just going down to the ballpark, the energy around the the, the the ballpark, everything is different. It is more intense. The just just the, the the magnitude of everything is heightened a little bit. I definitely think there is something to be said for that. And that's why when you do talk about a guy like Cole Hamels, like, yeah, he's not having a great year. He's certainly not the same kind of pitcher that he used to be. But that's why I do think there could be value in in, in bringing back a guy like Cole Hamels because I don't know how a Nick Pavetta or a Vince Velasquez is going to react pitching in a big game at Citizens Bank Park in September. I know how Cole Hamels is going to react in that spot. He's done it before. He's been there before. And I think there there is a, a level of leadership, a level of calm that he could bring to those other guys as well. Or even moreover, you said Citizens Bank Park. How about trying on the road. to the ball? Exactly. Dodger Stadium or wherever. It's pretty hostile places. Uh, anyway, thanks for the answer. Appreciate it. We'll see yep. what happens over the next uh, 60, 90 days. Yeah, no problem, Freddie. And I appreciate the call. And that, that, it's a good point. It's a good point that, you know, this team doesn't have a ton of experience in the postseason or let alone in September. You know, you look throughout this roster, Herrera, Hoskins, Williams, Hernandez, Kinger, these, these guys haven't played in big games in, even in September. None of them. I mean, even Cesar Hernandez has been around for a while. He's never been here when this team's been, you know, in a race for anything. They've been out of it by September 1st every year. So I do think that is something to monitor and keep an eye on. That's why bringing in a guy like Adrian Beltre could be a big asset. You know, Adrian Beltre's played in a ton of big games. You look at the pitching staff, bring back a guy like Cole Hamels. Pitched in a ton of big games. And he's right. And not, not just at home, that kind of energy, but you go on the road, things start spiraling out of control. You know, I trust a veteran guy a little more to weather that kind of storm, a guy that's been in that environment before in a division race than a guy who's never been there. 888-729-9494, pound 9494, AT&T, Verizon, Cell, Paul in Port Richmond. What's up, Paul? Hey, how you doing today, Tom? Good. How are you? How are you doing, man? I'm hanging in there. Um, as far as the worst thing that I've ever lost, I'd have to say would be last year on August 31st at around 9 o'clock, I lost my mother. And that would be the worst thing that I could possibly lose. She was the matriarch of our family. It was a very rough thing. Yeah, I hear, I hear you, Paul. The, that's the worst thing I ever lost. I got uh, you, Paul. As far as the Phillies and the Sixers go, you know, I'm not really that disappointed that they didn't get them two guys, Manny Machado and and and, uh, and uh, what's his name? Uh, did, Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. Uh, I would rather them build on what they have and not really have to mortgage their future when they're both becoming such good teams. You know, they're above mediocrity right now. Both of them, I would say. 
Uh, and I believe that with just a few pieces that we can make a championship team on both sides. What do you think of that? Yeah, I, I agree, Paul, and I appreciate the call, man. Thanks. I I think that tweaks can be made, moves can be made to improve these teams without giving up all that you need to give up for those players. And, and the bottom line is, especially when when it comes to the Phillies, is you know this is a team that just last year they lost ninety six games. You know this isn't a team that that came into this season with aspirations of winning the World Series. Doesn't mean um, goals cannot change. I mean, the Sixers went into last season hoping to make the playoffs, and going into the postseason, they were the favorites come out of the East the way they were playing. So things can change, but you got to keep it in perspective a little bit. And you got to look at the fact that these teams' windows are going to be open for the next decade. If everything goes right, they will both be highly competitive for the next decade. It's not... It's not it's not a situation where either of them are at the spot where they need to go all in now. And, you know, it doesn't mean they won't be aggressive. It doesn't mean the Phillies won't be aggressive in going after Machado in the offseason. Of course they will be. But to go after it all this year would not be wise for them. Just like the Sixers, you know, I think we, we get a little ahead of ourselves after they have the kind of season they had last year. They massively overperformed. You know, Ben Simmons has only played one year. Joel Embiid has only played a little over a year. Marco Fultz really hasn't played at all. So, yeah, we would have liked to get a star player. They tried. Didn't work out. Okay. Worst case scenario, you come back with all these young players. Hopefully, they all progress. Hopefully, they all get better. And with some other moves down the line, you can get better for the long term. But for right now, it just wouldn't have made sense for either of those teams to go out and salvage a lot and, you know, give up a lot for for a Machado or a Leonard and push all in right now. 888-729-9494. Pound 9494 on your AT&T Verizon cell. Continue getting in on either of those um, topics. Also, what's the worst thing you lost um, for a pair of Eagles tickets to open practice? We're trying to keep it a little lighter here. I'm thinking more tangible things, the, like, you know, objects. Objects that people have lost. I know. Let's have Just, fun with this. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's, I, you know, so far we got virginity and yeah. your head of the family, your yeah. mother. It's yeah. We're trying on, to guys. keep it a little lighter. At least right. that's how I had it in my head. Right. So, so somebody lose car keys, you know, right? Your right. Shoe. That's a good example, Mike. Um, so yeah, if we can keep it a little lighter. Uh, if you guys want to get in on that, your chance to win a pair of tickets. The Eagles open practice August eleventh, ten a.m. It is a Saturday. 888-729-9494. Pound 9494. AT&T Verizon Cell. I'm Tom Kelly with you till 10. Sports Radio 94 WIP. I'm Tom Kelly with you for another hour. Filling in for Joe Giglio tonight. Jody Mack will be along at 10. He'll take you until 2 a.m. Jody, I'm sure, has great insights on the... Manny Machado situation. Nobody more knowledgeable about baseball here at the station than Jody Max. So make sure you stay tuned for him the rest of the night. Uh, talking a lot about Machado and the deal and the Phillies missing out on Machado. Sixers missing out on Kawhi Leonard. I'm okay with it. Disappointing, certainly. But with what they would have needed to give up, 
Orioles, they weren't getting, the Phillies weren't getting that deal done without Sixto Sanchez. According to reports, the Sixers weren't getting Kawhi Leonard without giving up Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid, which is laughable. That's what the Spurs legitimately thought they could get from the Sixers. And you know, and if that's the case, okay. You pull back, you wait for the next opportunity. There will be other chances for the Sixers to get a superstar, and the Phils, they'll have a chance at Manny Machado in a few months. So we'll see what happens down the line, but the right move not to sacrifice all that for those guys right now. Also, you have a chance to win a pair of tickets. The Eagles open practice at the at Lincoln Financial Field on August 11th, Saturday, August 11th, 10 a.m., Lincoln Financial Field, sold out. Sold out within a, a matter of hours because this city is crazy about this team, and especially now they won the Super Bowl. This city is insane about this team. But you can see them live on August 11th in practice if you give me your best story about losing something. Maybe that's a better way to phrase it more than um worst thing you've lost. You know, a good story about something you've lost. That's probably a better way to phrase this, um, to keep it a little lighter. You know, but if you can give me a good story on something you've lost, um, that would be, you'll be in the running for a pair of tickets to the Eagles open practice. 888-729-9494. 888-729-9494. Pal9494 on your AT&T Verizon cell. Colin in Mays Landing. What's up, Colin? Yo, what's up? How's it going, man? Uh, not much. Uh, it's funny, you know, I turn into the radio and hear you talking about losing your wedding ring. It's bringing up lots of memories of, uh, you know, I'll tell you, like, a few years back, my pop-up, my mom's dad, he passed away. I, mean, I, I know you're trying to keep it light, but uh, he left me a ring as one of the, uh, in his will. And I'll tell you, I took that ring to, to a music festival thinking that it was going to, you know, be a lucky ring, you know, maybe some cool stuff would happen. And, of course, I don't know where the heck it went <laughs> by the time I came home. And, uh, you know, I kind of had to lie to my mom about it. I had no idea where the ring went. And it was less than a month since my pop-out passed. And I just thought it was such a weird coincidence. So you're talking about losing a ring. Yeah. And here I am. And I, I can't tell you how bad I felt about losing that ring. But he was the biggest Eagles fan. And I'll, like, just to know, uh, you know, how the Eagles won the Super Bowl this year, uh, he just, like, if he was still around, he would have been freaking thrilled just to see that happen. Did the and ring just, ever ever turn up, Colin? It never turned up. You know, I don't know whether it was lost at the festival I was at or if I dropped it in the bay that I went to afterwards. I have no idea where it could have went. And that was, like, one of the few things my pop-up left to me. And it was just like, you know, how could I lose anything? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, what? I'm sorry to hear that, man. I'm sure yeah. he was pretty happy about the, the Super Bowl, though. Oh, know? yeah. I mean, I could tell there were a lot of people that would have loved to see it. But, you know, watching it, and, and I still felt him with me. And I felt like, you know, a bunch of my ancestors with me watching that. It was such an amazing experience this year. Yeah, I, I hear you. Thanks for the call, Colin. And I feel like... Colin had an experience of losing a ring. I feel like rings are something that's pretty easy to lose. My uncle lost his wedding ring um, a week at, or a year after he got married. He just never got a new one. 
So I guess that's one route to go. I mean, you could just lose it and never get a new one. He just doesn't wear a ring anymore. So after you told me your story about uh, your wedding ring, I went on the Internet and I looked for stories about people who've lost their wedding ring. One stood out to me, this woman in Canada, uh, about 70 years old. She was in her garden digging through her vegetables or weeding, whatever she was doing. She lost her wedding ring. Couldn't find it for, for a long time, over a decade. Um, in the short amount of time of her not having it, she didn't tell her husband. She went out, bought a, a cheap replica one. Um, I don't know, 10 years later, her husband passed away. She forgot about the actual wedding ring. She moved into an el- elderly home. Her daughter and son-in-law took over the home where they lived. The daughter was digging in the garden, found a carrot, an odd-shaped carrot. The ring was actually, um, like the carrot had grown through the ring. What? It's it's unbelievable. i got to show you the picture of it. But it was over, th- I think, 14 years later, they found the ring, and it's a picture of a carrot with a ring grown into it. Or <laughs> That's, it's 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 unbelievable. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. That's insane. It, it is. It's pretty nuts. <laughs> Mike DeFury, my producer, that's a good bit of research right there. Rings, are they're so easy to lose. They just, you know, if they're not fitted perfectly right, they can slip off your finger. I was over talking to Mike earlier during a break, and I just washed my hand. It slipped off. I'm, I'm definitely going. i, I got to make sure I don't lose this thing. I really do. 888-729-9494, pound 9494. AT&T and Verizon Cell. Brian in Westchester. What's up, Brian? How are you, bud? Yeah, how you doing, Brian? Good. I'm I'm with you on Machado, but I don't think we've dodged the bullet because I think they're going to spend three hundred million and sign him next year, and it's still going to be a horrible move. Well, what what do you mean? Just signing him will be a horrible move? Absolutely, absolutely. Because at that point, he is a untradeable asset, and this organization has shown no ability to develop players that they can put around Machado where they're going to be a serious contender for winning. Well, I don't know if that's true. I mean, they've developed their players that are in-house right now, and they're in first place in the NL East. Pretty much all these guys are are, are developed within the system. Yeah, I, I disagree with you. The right, the right fielder is, is, is not a good major league player. The center fielder, you could lose him at any time for a month on end where he won't hit anything. Your left fielder is, is okay third base, shortstop, second base, I mean, catcher. There is no one that you would say is a very good major league player on this team. Well, yet yet they're in first place in the NL East. And Herrera, yeah, Herrera's streaky, but Herrera has carried this team for weeks at a time. Um, Hoskins came up through the system. Franco came up through the system. Yeah, he's streaky as well, but Franco's been great the last six weeks. So I, I don't necessarily agree with that, that they can't develop guys to build around Machado. I, I think they certainly could. Yeah, I, their, their minor league system, nice pitching prospects. One of the reasons that they couldn't trade for them is they have no positional players that they could have dealt that would have been of really any interest. Maybe, maybe Jalen Ortiz. Yeah, and Ortiz and Hazley, but they're still very far off. Um, right, right. You know, but th- this is the thing. With the glut of pitching prospects they have, eventually they're going to cash some of these guys in for established position players. It's just right now for Machado wasn't the right time because you don't want to give up Sanchez. Sanchez, uh, according to all reports, yeah, we don't know until he actually does it, but according to all reports, he's going to be a stud. 
you don't want to give that guy up for Machado. Oh, you might only have for a couple months. Absolutely. No, no. It's it's a it's a no brainer, especially like I, I they are hell bent on signing Machado. So they're gonna get him. I hope it's so. Gonna cost, it's gonna cost you three hundred million, but they're gonna get him. And I think they'd be able to trade him eventually. You know, money's gonna somebody if they ever got to that point where they'd have to, I don't think that's I don't think they're signing him with the idea of we're going to trade him someday, but if they ever had to, I think they'd be able to. Yeah, I mean, I hope. I mean, I look at the Marlins, what they had with uh, Stanton, uh, not much in return for yeah. that contract, you know? I, I hear you. What's your uh, story of something you lost there, bro? You know, growing up, I was always worried about my brother stealing crap for, from me. So I took my allowance one day and buried it in the backyard. I never did find that goddamn allowance. You never did? How much was it? <laughs> Oh, it was like a buck twenty-five or something <laughs> like this. It's like nineteen seventy, but it was devastating. That yeah, I man. Find it, man. So, no, I, I get that. Yeah. Your allowance when you're a kid—that's a big deal. Thanks for the call, Brian. Appreciate <laughs> right, it. Man. Yep. Um, put you on hold. Get your number and stuff. But uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah. When you're a kid, it doesn't matter how much it is. Your allowance—that's a big deal. You don't, you know, you don't, you don't have a job. You're not making a ton of money, any money for that matter. An allowance is a big deal. So I, I get that. Go back to the phones. Pat and Bluebell. What's up, Pat? Yeah, I lost my kid in uh, Universal Studios for about 20 minutes. Oh, man. And that man. was the most frightening thing in my life. Well, I, I'm guessing you found that you found them, right? What's that? Yeah, what, I'm guessing you I found them. Was, yeah. I, what I did was I immediately told my, well, I had 11, 9, and 4-year-old kids. Uh-huh. I told my 11-year-old, run to the exit and, and watch. And uh, and we did find them. That's good. That, that's yeah, that's the, good. The, the other issue is uh, so anyway, I'm in 1980, and uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I get a young buck, and uh, the the big wig in town. I can't tell you his name, but he is the man in town. He said, "Yeah, yeah." He introduced me to his daughter, and so uh, this was the World Series, and. Uh, about two hours, three hours later, we were at high school, and we lost our keys. Okay. And, uh, and, 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 and the, the guy that ran the town, Philadelphia, said, you better get your daughter to me by, by midnight or you're done. And sure enough, we're, we're scrambling around in uh, Chelan Township. And, uh, and uh, sure enough, the cops come, and uh, they, they, they found the keys for us. Well, that's that. That's good too, Pat. I mean, you're, you're you'd lose things, but it seems like you're fine. And that's good. What do you what do you got on the fills? Oh, the luckiest. What's that? What do you got on the fills, Pat? The fills. I say, you know what? They have so many gaps. They, you know, I, I say, you, you, I agree with you 100. percent They, you know, they, yeah, they have so many gaps. Uh, let's let's let things unfold and um, go forward because you know, look, you know, they need. Uh, uh, support on the uh, pitching uh, relief, and they need um, they need another batter two, not just one or two, and they need. To, I think the, the Phillies will be probably uh, in the World Series in the next oh. year or two. Yeah, but I hope today, so, Pat. I appreciate the call, man. Sorry, I had to uh, move on there, but yeah, I, I, I mean, we'll see. You know, the, that's the thing, though. You say they're going to be in the World Series, hopefully, in the next two years. Hopefully that's the case. That's the thing. That's their window. Their window is beyond this year. Their window is not the same as the Dodgers was, which is right now. You know, they didn't have to go for it the way the Dodgers did. Let's go to Wayne Notion City. What's up, Wayne? 
Hey, great show. And I Thanks, actually man. think they should opt it on Machado. And the last call or two cars ago, I totally disagree with it, saying they don't have anyone in the minors. I think if you go out at one guy and it's Derek Hall, that they need a Baltimore needs a first baseman, and he's going to be playing somewhere in the major leagues in first base next year. Because the Phillies, I mean, the problem I have with not getting Machado, they're going to get crushed in Rule Five. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you had to you had to make it. Maybe, maybe you'll use the players for hand, but they can't protect. They got more than forty players they need need to protect. And I mean, I think they should have added him. And Dominic Tom said it's bad at three hundred at every level of minor league. And if you added them two to the package, I think it could have got done. Yeah, and and. That that's a possibility. I just think you know Sanchez is obviously untouchable, and those other guys. I just think they weren't. The Phillies obviously didn't feel like now was the right time. I think that's really what it all comes down to is I, they didn't feel like it was the right time to go all in yet. I was at Lakewood Saturday night, and I'm leaving. I saw a guy with was actually a Baltimore Orioles scout. He was looking at Davis, the pitcher, who was one they wanted interested who's at Lakewood that throws 98 and has electric stuff. And his ER is right around two. And I said something about um, Derek Hall. He goes, I watched him last week, and he's an incredible player. I mean, just think he's got 22 homers and already 75 RBIs in the minor leagues. And the one other comment, you know, a lot of time players need change of sceneries. And I think Neris is done here. Do you think they should trade him for um, Giles, where both players may need just to change the scenery to take a chance. Well, that that's interesting, Wayne, and I appreciate the call, man. Thanks. I, I I'm, I guess that's a possibility. And Neris probably does need a change of scenery. It didn't work out for him this year. And Giles, I gotta tell you though, I'm not the biggest Ken Giles fan. I think he's a little, you know, he doesn't seem to have a lot of composure. Certainly, you know, he's had a lot of issues in in Houston though. And you just normally don't see those straight-up swaps. It's an interesting idea. But if I'm looking for bullpen help, I'm looking for somebody a little more reliable at this point than than Ken Giles. Let's go back to the phones. Go to Diana in Sicklerville. What's up, Diana? Hi. How you doing, Diana? Good. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. What do you got? So, um, I know you said tangible things, but that was after I already called and I already had what I was going to say set. But, um, you know, I lost my father five years ago, and um, I think he was one of the, you know, biggest, biggest, biggest Eagles fans. And um, it broke my heart when he wasn't able to see, you know, the Super Bowl win. But the fact is, you know, he hated Chip Kelly. And when he had passed away, we were in the prime of Chip Kelly, and he hated him. <laughs> and he would have been so happy when Doug came. And the fact that Nick Foles took the win, even though Carson got us there. But, you know, my dad was a huge, huge Nick Foles fan. So, you know that would have meant a lot to him. Yeah, well, I'm sorry about that, Diana. Uh, Thank you. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Yeah, the, well, I, I share his dislike of Chip Kelly, certainly. Um, so, the, yeah, we're going we're gonna to reset. We're going to try to get this a little lighter now. Good stories of losing something. I think I didn't quite present this correctly, Mike. You know, TK, I, I once lost uh, the, the most greatest pair of flip-flops ever while I was down the shore. It's a good one. That's a, that. That's more along the lines of what we're looking for. But um, yeah, if you want to give me your good stories of things you've lost, like items that you've lost, um, you can win a pair of tickets to the Eagles Open practice Saturday, August eleventh 
at 10 a.m. 888-729-9494, 888-729-9494, pound 9494 on your AT&T and Verizon. Sell all you guys on hold. Stay there. I'll run through the phones next segment. 888-729-9494. I'm Tom Kelly, WIP Sports Talk 918. Tom Kelly, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Get back to the phones in one second. But real quick, real quickly, I do address this uh, story out of Major League Baseball today. Rob Manfred, commissioner of Major League Baseball, who, I mean, just if you've seen interviews and stuff, this guy seems kind of like a jerk. Uh, ripping Mike Trout, saying he's not more popular because he doesn't put more effort into marketing. Uh, basically, he says, player marketing requires one thing for sure, the player Mike's a great, great player, really nice person, but he's made some decisions about what he wants to do and what he doesn't want to do. Now he wants to spend his free time, and he doesn't want to spend and how he doesn't want to spend his free time, that's up to him. If he wants to engage and be more active in that area, I think we can help make him make his brand really, really big. But he has to make a decision that he's prepared to engage in that area. It takes time and effort. Basically about Mike Trout not being a bigger star. Like Mike Trout is obviously the best player in baseball. But he doesn't have that same star quality a LeBron has or Tom Brady has or, you know, guys of that nature. But I, I think that's that's ridiculous. It's not on the star. It's not on the player to market himself. It's on the league. Stop being lazy and market the player. I just thought that was incredibly weak. And, and to go after a guy like Mike Trout, who does a ton of things in the community, the Angels, to their credit, they tweeted out a response pretty much listing all the good things Mike Trout does for the community. Um, it's, it was a classless move. And if you want to get in on that, 888-729-9494, just, I thought a ridiculous thing of, of a commissioner to say about his best player. Uh, and also talking about the Manny Machado, Kawhi Leonard, um, trades and your best story about losing something. That's how I should have phrased it to start. Best story about losing something. And if you win, if you, the best story will, uh, Get a pair of tickets to Eagles Open Practice Saturday, August 11th, 10 a.m. at the link. It is sold out. Let's go to Cindy in Downingtown. Hey, Cindy. Hi. Can you hear me? Can hear you fine. What's going on? Well, um, we take our dogs to get their picture taken with Santa Claus every year, and we've got aging dogs. Uh, One is uh, actually 14 now, and the other one who was um, 12, uh, we went to the Exton Mall to have our pictures taken with Santa, and the dogs are a little bit out of control, so usually my husband and I have to get with the dogs in the Santa picture. So we had to wait about an hour in line, which is a little um, challenging when you're trying to control your mm-hmm. 50- and 70-pound dogs. So anyway, um, we get our pictures taken, and we manage to get out to the car and go home, and I suddenly twirl my ring finger and the diamond is missing from my engagement ring oh no so and i just knew that i had had the leash wrapped around my wrist and i was just absolutely positive that it had happened in there i mean i don't know what told me but i mean i just knew so anyway we had to get the dogs home so i called the mall right away and got the security office and i said um could you please check on this? I said, I was just at the Santa Claus display, and I said, I believe that I lost the diamond out of my engagement ring there. And he took my number, and I'm thinking, this is gone forever. I mean, never to be found again. 
Well, about five minutes later, we're still on our way home, and some lady that had, was having her child's picture taken with Santa found a diamond wow. under Santa's chair. That's that's great, Cindy. So you got the diamond back. I got the diamond back. Um, they told me that just call the security when I got to the mall, and they would meet me at the display, and they had my diamond in um, in a Ziploc bag. And it was just bizarre. I mean, it was a beautiful night. The moon was out. I came home. Um, and as soon as we unloaded the dogs, I went right back down to the mall to get the ring because I wasn't going to leave it there for another yeah. the diamond, rather. I wasn't going to leave it there for another day. It was just bizarre. It was just the weirdest thing. I don't know what made me twirl my finger. <laughs> and, you know, if the cleaners if the cleaners had cleaned, they wouldn't have been there. Right. Well, th- thanks for the call, Cindy. <laughs> we'll put you... We'll put you on hold, and we'll take Cindy. That's the kind of thing we're looking for. That's a good story, you know. Taking the dog for pictures, uh, you twirl your finger, you realize the diamond's not there. Have a sense it's inside. You call them all. That's a good story. That if you if you're trying to get in on the uh, the side topic, follow um, Cindy's template right there. That was the kind of story we're looking for. Let's go to Tony in North Philly. What's up, Tony? Finally, I'm on. Well. Let me start with um, the story. I'm a Nigerian by birth, so my father dragged me to go marry a Nigerian woman in Nigeria in 2009. And uh, we got married. Everything was great. Everything was fantastic. Lo and behold, as I was checking out to go to the airport, to um, I got my passport, my visa stamped, everything is good. I got to the counter. They said, where's your, where's your passport? Gosh. Oh. I lost my passport in Nigeria. I'm an American citizen. I lost my passport. The cab that dropped me off, you know, I left my passport in the back seat. I am screaming. I said, whoa, I got to be at work in two days. What am I going to do? They said, well, you're going to have to call your employer that you're not going to make it. I ended up staying 30 more days in Nigeria. I had to go throughout the embassy. I had to go to the American embassy. I had to pay fees. And the money transfer was hellish for me. You know, but, you know, I had to spend 30 days extra on plan in Nigeria. And my wife got pregnant. That was the goodness. But I never found my passport. (laughs) Wow. Oh, that stinks, Tony. Uh, That that, that stinks. We'll, We'll put you in the run. You got something on the Sixers, too? Of course. You know what? I'm very glad that we did not pick up LeBron. I'm very, very glad that we did not pick up Kawhi uh, because, you know what, I trust the process. Like Embiid said, I trust the process. The pro- we, didn't make, we, didn't, we did not expect to go as far as we did this past year. And next year, I think we are going to go further. We're going to draft somebody. Somebody will be picked up during the um, uh, trade deadline, but – I think we will go further. We will go to the final. I'm I'm okay. pretty certain about that. Well, I hope you're right, Tony. Thanks for the call, man. We'll uh, put you on hold. Um, yeah, and and that's the thing. You know, the uh, the process isn't. It, it's it's first of all, it's not about just waiting um, for years, as many people sometimes think. Is it is about putting yourself in a position to get these star players. Sixers wanted to acquire a star player this offseason. It just didn't work out. Time wasn't right. And it wasn't the right time for them to make a move for a guy like Kawhi Leonard. But, you know, there are going to be other other opportunities for them down the line. There are going to be other opportunities for them down the line. This just wasn't the one that, that made sense right now. Let's go to Scott in Millville. What's up, Scott? Yeah, I'm here. How's it going? 
Yeah, Scott and Millville. And I got something to say real quick about Mike Trout. He's all the way on the West Coast right now, and the commissioner wants to say he's not doing right in advertising. His advertising is hitting across the country all the way to the East Coast. Every community he touches, he's doing the best he can in. Well, yeah, uh, it's just it, it's just terrible for him to come out and say that. It's an odd guy for the commissioner to go after. You know, you have a lot of guys in in you know old sports that aren't aren't really role models, aren't really you know doing the right things off the field. Mike Trout always does the right things off the field, and that's going to bring so, me to my next yeah. point. Um, a good guy off the field or off the court. How about Kawhi Leonard leaving San Antonio Spurs, an established organization with a head coach who's probably going to teach, you know, uh, coach the USA, you know, basketball team. And, and uh, you know, I don't want Kawhi with the Sixers. I'm glad they didn't pick him up. And with the Phillies, there's no way to match what the Dodgers put up with, you know, with all their – there's no way to match what the Dodgers put up and just no. not sacrifice the whole farm and slaughter your pig or whatever. Well, it just and, wasn't. It just wasn't the time to give up all that. All those future prospects, Scott. No, it just wasn't. And they were both. They were both bad decisions, and I'm glad that they were. They were made. But the thing is, what I want to say about losing, and this goes really deep, and I hope it's not too personal, but. I hope it doesn't hurt anybody. But when you lose your car in a parking garage or a parking lot, and you're like, am I an A4 or am I in uh, B6, you know, go to Atlantic City. I go to Atlantic City, you have a great time. You come back out, and you're like, now, what floor was I parked on? Where is my car? And you're yep. looking for your car. You're, you're at a sporting or a music event, and you're like, what parking lot was I in exactly? You know, it sucks to lose your car. That's always frustrating, Scott. Appreciate the call, man. Put you on hold. Uh, that that's the worst when you come out of a parking lot, you lose your car. That's a that, that's a good one. That's never uh, something that you want to lose your car. You can't really do much when you lose your car. Let's go to Ryan in Allentown. What's up, Ryan? Hello. Uh, I lost my tooth at the Jersey Shore. Okay. Lost my tooth. Uh, I had an uh, an implant uh, about a month before, and shortly before we shortly before my family and I left, uh, the implant came loose, and I was getting ready for the trip, and uh, somebody had stolen uh, a little over a thousand dollars from my bank account, so I didn't have time to go to the dentist and have the implant put back in, so I just kind of put it back in there like a like a Lego or something, but. Anyway, my brother and I were in uh, Cape May, New Jersey, eating at uh, Stewart's, um, and we were eating and drinking and have a good t- having a good time, and I got back to the hotel, and as I was going to bed, realized that I left my tooth at the restaurant on the, the table. Oh, man. That, well, that, that's not good, Ryan. That's not good. What happened yeah, with your so bank lost- account? How did somebody steal $1,000 from you? Oh, um, it was... I, I, I had, I had gone to an ATM, and I guess, uh, as it was explained to me, I guess they, they can put some sort of a little uh, small machine inside of, a, uh, like, the credit, credit card swipers that can actually get your info. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah, like, and, and this was right before, 
I found out right before I had to go to work. So then I was also late for work because I had to deal with this stuff with the bank. So, um, yeah, that, that was a little little bit of a rough start to my vacation. Well, that's losing losing over a thousand dollars. Yeah, that's that's a rough start, no doubt about it. Thanks for the call, Ryan. We'll put you on hold. That's that's not good. At, at least a thousand bucks. I think that's the bigger loss than the <laughs> At least you know our, our callers aren't making this stuff up, right? You know, I, mean? I believe like, all, I believe some, all of this. These are some strange stories. They are, but they're not making them up. Yeah, no, <laughs> they're certainly not. I don't think you could. Eight 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 seven two nine nine four nine four. 888-729-9494, pound 9494 on your AT&T and Verizon cell. If you want to get in with a story, please, with your story, um, have a sports point if you want to get in here before the end of the show. We'll also talk to Jody Mack. Jody will be along at 10. 888-729-9494, pound 9494, AT&T, Verizon cell. I'm Tom Kelly. WIP Sports Time is 937. Tom Kelly, Sports Radio 94, WIP. Final segment here before we... Uh, Turn it over to Jody Mack. Jody will have you from 10 to 2. Then uh, Big Daddy taking you through the overnight. If you want to get in any of your uh, good stories about losing things. Um, I lost my wedding ring. I did find it. But uh, if you want to get in on that before the end of the show, I'll try to get to everybody uh, before we wrap it up. Let's go to John and Jerry Hill. What's up, John? Hey, how you doing? Good. How you doing? Um, calling to um, talk about the Phillies. Um, okay, sure. I'll just talk about comparing the this year's team to like the 2018 uh, question for you. Um, how do you think the 2018 would have done if the manager moved them around like every position, different nights and uh, different positions like uh, Jimmy Rollins playing second base, left field uh, every other night? Well, it may not have worked. It, it, it certainly may not have worked that well, but Hey, I mean, first half of the season, they're in a better position than I think a lot of people expected. Yeah, but that in in 2008, you knew it it never depended like uh, they could have been down five ten runs in the eighth or ninth inning, and you always had that confidence that that team was always going to come back. This team, you worry about if they're um, one or two runs down in or up in the eighth or ninth inning, that bullpen's just going to give it up. Well, yeah, I mean both things, John. You, you when they're down in games, you don't have a lot of confidence the lineup can come back. And when they're up, you know, only a couple of runs, you have trouble believing the bullpen's going to hold it. But it's amazing that with a lineup that is underperformed and a bullpen that's underperformed, the fact that they're still in first place, it's kind of remarkable. I think a lot of credit right. goes to the manager. I think Gabe Kapler's yeah. done a fantastic job. You don't think that's just a weak division? I think the division is, uh, is a little weak, but I, I still think Gabe Kapler has his team well ahead of schedule. Okay, you know I, I think he's done a pretty mm-hmm. good job this year, and I, I get your mm-hmm. concerns with him playing guys out of positions, and I appreciate the call trying to get through everybody here. But I think Gabe Kapler's done a good job. I know a lot of people don't like him; they don't like his unorthodox approach to playing guys out of position. And yeah, they got to they'll figure that kind of stuff out. I think that'll flush it out itself out down the line. But you know, he's done a good job. You know, they're in first place. They're obviously going to need to make improvements if they want to hang on and win this thing. But I don't think you can question Gabe Kapler has had a positive effect this first part of the season. Mike in Westchester. What's up, Mike? What's up, Tom? How's it going, man? Good. Yep. This majority of them are not, I sound like they're not very intelligent. No, no, no offense to most of them, but some of their comments are just, I, I don't, they're, they're leaving me like I'm like twisting my head here thinking about somebody said, well, let's trust the process or, you know, I wouldn't want LeBron. I wouldn't want Kawhi. What are they? What are they, what are they smoking crack or something? Yeah, 
I hear you, Mike. I, I, well, I, know, Tommy, I mean, like, I hear you. Why wouldn't somebody not want to be have a player of that caliber? I mean, are you kidding me? Those players can put you to another echelon. Nothing against anybody who we have already, you know? Yeah, well, you know, it didn't work out. They'll have another chance next time, but, you well, know, well, it didn't I work out this Machado, time. Anybody, one guy said, oh, I wouldn't sign Machado. That's, that's the most asinine thing ever anybody say before, honestly. Yeah. You wouldn't I, sign Machado. Why? I hear you, Mike. I, well, they're going to go after him, so. I wouldn't I know, worry about they're that. Gonna, they're going to go hard at you, man. I think, you know, he wants to play for the Yankees, but it comes down to dollars and cents. But I'll tell a quick, quick story for you. Sure. I lost what I lost, and uh, maybe a common one, right? A wallet. Yeah, well, wallet's wallet. not good. You know, I've lost my wallet before. It's not easy <laughs> that was my to replace and my wallet. And this yeah. was years ago when I was young, and I had the bag. It was in a mall, and I set the bag down, down to Chick-fil-A. It was a granite room mall. So. I get, I'm looking all over to let, I want to restate, retrace my steps. So like, oh man. So, so I, I think I'm lost. So I'm thinking, you know, you know how it is. You got to change all your credit, your, your license, social security, all that nonsense. It's just a big hassle. Yeah. So I get home and there's, there's a message on my voice number. And somebody called, somebody said they have my wallet. So actually when I got called them back, went over to the house. They gave me the wallet. I, I actually I hung with them for a while. It was amazing that somebody had. It shows you that there's good people out there. Man. Yeah, really that's, that's great. You got it back. I'm sorry, I got to move on there. But that's that. That's awesome. The, you know, wallet is not an easy thing to recover that kind of stuff. But Mike got his wallet back. That's good. So I uh, just got to get through everybody. Here's Barbara and Abington. What's up, Barbara? Hi, how are you? Good, so how nice are you to doing? to talk to you tonight. You too. I have a wonderful story about a fabulous day I spent with my dad back in 1984. I was 11 years old. I was one of five kids. He was a Philadelphia cop, and he loved the Phillies. And he decided that he was going to take one of his kids up to New York to watch the Phillies play the Mets. And we had this lottery in our house, and I was the winner. So I got to go with my dad to this game. And I felt like a million bucks hanging out with my dad, going to the Phillies, eating hot dogs, putting peanuts, you know, eating the peanuts and crushing the shells under the chairs. It was the greatest day ever. The game went into extra innings, and it was really late by the time it was over, but the Phillies won. We had a fabulous time. We walked back to our car amongst the thousands of people coming out of this game. We get to the car. He does not have his keys. Oh, no. This is is before the era of cell phones. So he was looking around, all around the car. We couldn't find it. So he's like, let's try and get back into the stadium. So we walk back to the stadium. Everything's locked up. Security, he, you know, he was able to flag down a security guy, flashing his Philly badge. Then he let us go back into the stadium, look around for the keys. We're walking through it, pretty much trying to retrace all of our steps. We could not find them. So they let us make one phone call. It was like we were in prison. <laughs> so we, he called his brother back home in Philadelphia to see if he could come and retrieve us up in New York. And the brother was like, it's like after midnight, I'm not going to get there until 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. This is crazy. He's like, this is the only call we have. So he said he would do it. So we went back to the car, and we're waiting and waiting and waiting. And people are going, and, you know, we were the only people left in the parking lot at the stadium. And um, waiting for his brother to come and pick us up. And he had bought me a program that did, day. Did he get? We, did he get you, Barbara? I'm sorry, we got to. Oh, we yeah, just yeah, got to move on. Yeah, us. yeah. He came to get us, and we sat on the hood of his car, essentially waiting, looking through the program, and he oh. taught me how to uh, write down scores of baseball for the night. So that's what we did. Just a great memory with my dad. 
Nice. The brother came to pick us up, and it was just a beautiful, beautiful memory. That's great, Barbara. I appreciate it. Thanks for the call. Appreciate that. Let's get one more in here. Mark in Abington. What's up, Mark? How you doing? Good. Uh, uh, you got a story for me, Mark? Well, first, uh, okay, you want me to tell this story first? Okay. The um, junior year of high school, I get my high school ring. The last week of high school, I lose it. Two weeks into senior senior year, somebody goes, oh, a friend of mine found it. He turned it in and lost and found. I go collect it. Junior year of college, I, I lose it. And uh, the, the next year, senior year, one guy comes up to me. Oh, you got a, you got a George Washington High School shirt on. Hey, my buddy found a ring. It was a guy named Mark. I go, yep. Oh. So I go there, and I, I got it back. Then I was golfing 10 years after that and lost it. It's gone. Anyway, oh. I didn't get lucky the third time. But anyway, I wanted to talk about the uh, sure. Sixers, too. I'm glad they didn't get LeBron. LeBron, every time he leaves a team, leaves a team in shambles. Changes, you know, has his influence on who, who's the players, who isn't. And then um, Kawhi Leonard, is he going to play? Is he going to sign? So I'm glad they didn't pick him up. And the Phillies? I'm glad they held out because the way they won the World Series in 2008 was uh, using the young players. Yeah, and I, I appreciate the call. Um, it was, uh, it, it, yeah, I, I think in the end, it would have been nice to acquire both these guys. It would have been. But it just wasn't the right time. It wasn't the, it wasn't the right situation right now to mortgage the future for either of those players. We got to pick a winner, Mike. We got to pick a winner for this contest. Um, Mike Tafuri, my producer. Um, and we're going to go with Cindy. Cindy had the, the story of losing her diamond from the ring and she called the mall and they were able to, to work it out for her. So I think that, you know, that was a good story. Um, everything involved with it. Uh, so Cindy is our winner. Cindy wins a pair of tickets to the Eagles open practice. Saturday, August 11th at Lincoln Financial Field, sold out. So um, hopefully you can get your hands on some tickets to that practice. But it's amazing how quickly the Eagles sold out a practice at the link. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.